Hello and welcome to the Lost Air Podcast. I'm Gar and I'm here with Paul. How's things? And we're doing this remotely. We finally figured it out. <laughs> well, this is the easy way. It was, of, this, this is pretty handy. It looks like recording remotely is really, really easy. But um, the live thing that we've been doing has been an absolute fucking nightmare to to kind of set up. I went looking on Reddit. I went on to like yeah. or, subreddit or podcasting, which is like designed for like uh, conversation about software suites and equipment and all that. And I yeah. put up, I put up a little post saying, "Listen, here's what we want to do." And I'm thinking, we talked about this before. Like I'm thinking, there's obviously a hundred things that can do what we needed to do. This seems, yeah. sounds pretty normal. Nope. Surely, surely. Nope. Even there's one called the uh, Radio.io or something like that, or Radio.co or something. It's like a, it's like one of the big all-in-one suites for recording, um, like the own kind of internet radio and all yeah. type of shit. And actually, like, look, the only real problem is that you can't listen to the songs in real yeah. time. Mm. So you'll have to know your choices already. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah no, most of the time. Know, yeah. it, just, it would be nice for us, for me and you, to be having a conversation with the music and everybody else is a couple of seconds behind as opposed to me being a couple of seconds behind. But again, it's not the end of the world. We will figure it out. We will figure it out. Yeah, yeah so, so today we're just doing a podcast like we used to, like what mm. we're known for. And we are doing our first part two, I believe. Yeah, it is. It didn't it's, start off um, this way. No. It, it was it was uh we thought it was going to be guilty pleasures too and then we realized we never done the we guilty pleasures one no we didn't and we don't call them guilty yeah, pleasures either. Exactly. these are controversial dislikes mm. part two so i guess for me anyway these are songs that i don't really care what people think of me listen to them but when i just happen to notice that they're the ones that make people go oh what yeah you like that yeah what do you like that for like mm. i don't know so it's more songs that i would imagine would be the closest thing to guilty pleasures if I gave a shade. Yeah, exactly. But and in a way, like some of them now, I have to admit, I can be mildly embarrassed by. I'm massively embarrassed by most of mine. I think. Really, most of them. Yeah, they're they're garbage, but I can't help it. See, these are the ones like what like I find the most shock when I say I like this. People are like really. Yeah, well, a lot yeah. of it is because all right, that guy is a metal DJ or whatever. Even though metal is like got to be. It's wildly embarrassing. No, well, yeah, it is, but it's also outside my top five favorite types of music. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad. Yeah. It's almost like if you work in Tesco, people go, are you not mad into canned items? I yeah. mean, they're okay, yeah, yeah, I like them, but this is just my job. Like, Yeah, but not... you know, like, Aldi's own brand is much better than Tesco's. You, you, what? But you cool? work here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. grand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let, let's get on with it here. What's, what's your first yeah. uh, controversial like? My first controversial like is Thanks for the Memories by Fallout Boy from 2006. Spelt Thanks for the Memories. I know, that bothers the shit on me. Yeah, it's a bit too... It's a bit it's too, too much. It's going to be clever, isn't it? Yeah, it's too extra. This is, the, the reason this song... I actually liked Fall, The first time I heard of Fallout Boy, I heard of them before I heard them. I was like, mm. oh, this is going to be another fucking problem for me when I'm DJing. It's going to be another fucking one of those bands. And they came along around the emo time, I think. Yeah. But they're not an emo band. They're more of a pop punk yeah. uh, with, with kind of Beach Boysy songwriting kind of uh, techniques and stuff like that. Um, I first heard them and I heard that song, Sugar, We're Going Down. I was like, shit, yeah. all right, man. Like, Good I catchy. I yeah. I can't fault that. Then it was uh, Dance Dance, and I was like, oh, hang on, that's that's good. Like, that's yeah. all right. But the song I picked, yeah, Thanks for the Memories. Um. I just, it's just so catchy. It's mad it catchy. That, it has that start with the kind of, yeah, orchestral start and yeah. I love that 
you know, me and you have that. Uh, yeah, hard on. big time. Uh, yeah, they always kind of reminded me like the, the kind of male version of uh, Paramore, who, um, yeah. again, kind of... Definitely well, inspired by Fallout Boy. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they might have even done stuff together. But Paramore definitely slid by me until not that long ago, and Fallout Boy would have been the same. I most certainly wasn't in on Fallout Boy when they were kind of yeah. live and direct, you know? Um, it's, it's only yeah, the last see, couple of years. The same time. It, was coming, it was around the same time that New Metal was still fairly big. Yeah. Like 2004 or 5 is when it was on its way up, but nobody knew it was on its way up. Yeah. And it was still kind of like. I don't know. It was really highly looked down upon. All Fallout Boy were were classed as emo scum, even though mm. it's just like, or or else pop scum or both. Yeah. But uh, to me, I was just like, oh, man, let them at it. They're, exactly. That's good, that's good songwriting. It's it's hard. It's hard to slag good songwriting. Hundred percent. I always like. I always have a thing about these type of bands where people start slagging them and giving them grief. Well, they're for kids and they're sops and they're blah 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 blah. But like. That's like saying, oh, blues clues. That's stupid. That's for kids. Exactly. But this, again, this is all good introductory stuff for like, kind of younger people. Stop? Where does that stop? Yeah. <laughs> Teething rings. They're for kids. They're stupid. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's Vaccines are for babies. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Loving old vaccine, though. I'd, I'd fucking, I'd suck to take <laughs> off a vaccine right about now. I'm not, not lying. Not lying. What, what, uh, um, yeah, anyway. Uh, um, yeah, go on. <laughs> So obviously we know on September the tenth, two thousand and nineteen, last year the band announced a hell of mega tour with Green Day and Weezer. Well, Ugh. the name you of it. Love. And you know, do you know what? I could handle that. But you know who's supporting them? Oh, yeah. that band, The Interrupters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The big fire. That new ska shit. Yeah, yeah it's a bro- Brody from the Distillers who are kind of, um, kind of. Yeah. She swapped. Days, no, no, no. It's, it's whore. Think it's not horror. I'm pretty sure it is horror. No way. Pretty sure it's going. I want to check now. The oh, interrupters. I'm going to check. Check it now. Um, I'm going to be uh, no, Jamie this year. So uh, maybe it's not. I don't know. No, it's not. Um, Amy Amy Interrupter is the vocalist. Amy. Interrupter. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I thought it was Browdy Dal. I think she's something to do with it. She probably found them. Found them on MySpace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bands don't get found on MySpace anymore. Um, yeah, because no, Brody Dahl had her own band. Um, not the Distiller. She had another band. Bollocks. All right, I'm gonna off on one. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. One. Has yeah, so I'd rather, so, I'd rather born. I'd rather set myself on fire and go to that because as much as I, I don't mind. You know what? Green Day would be horrible. Follow Boy would be grand. Uh, I fucking can't stand Weezer. Weezer but, became. Yeah. Weezer became the band. Weezer became the band I already thought that they were. So that's kind yeah. of a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> I thought they were a lot of shite. It was like, it, no man, it's really clever, nerdy grunge. I'm like, is it? Yeah. yeah. And no, I, hang on, give me yeah. two minutes and I'll be, they'll become the band. Like, fucking telling you right now they are yeah. here. The snake, that's what it is on tail. They, they won yeah. 100%. Like, you're dead right. There was like a lot of like, oh man, they're kind of, you know, they're like t- a little bit kind of uh, smart, tongue-in-cheek yeah. and, uh, you know, kind of postmodern. And they just, just no. give them time and watch, watch the circle watch. come complete. And then all yeah. of a sudden, it's just it's just a load of lads making garbage music. Like, yeah, I'm glad we could have a good fucking dig at Weezer. <laughs> well. I love it. Yeah. Who is uh, who's your who's your first one actually? My first one is uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of my stuff is kind of nostalgic stuff that I know was horrific, but it like it, 
whatever deepest recesses of my heart still exist, there's a little fire, a little ember still burning for them. So when they come on the radio or they jump on a playlist, I do not turn them off. And my so yours first, actually are guilty pleasures. Well, for me, kind of. Yeah. Like, right. I'd, if somebody asked me, I'd say, fuck yeah, absolutely. Um, I w- I'd never deny <laughs> liking any of these. Um, I'm also on the world's squeakiest chair and I'm drinking cans of tenants. And they're, they're fucking horrific. Tenants. Well, I've got one can of tenants and a couple of cans of Hackenberg. And uh, anybody Jesus. who listened to the radio show there um, on Saturday knows that, that Hackenberg done uh, fucking absolute disastrous. Uh, Untold gastro- damage to his insides. Like gastrointestinal fucking like damage done to me for days. And I'm still feeling it. And just dogs oh, you, but you're, you're not just still feeling it. You're still drinking it. I'm, yeah, well, I have four more cans, didn't I? I have nothing else to drink. So I messaged, I messaged you I have, earlier. And I have to drink it because they exist. They, I paid for them. <laughs> like, you know how rare it is for me to actually buy a gargle? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's fucking true. hell, yeah. I'm drinking them. I don't care. I don't care if I'm yeah. fucking, have to put a, I have to put a fucking Colin McRae style rally seatbelt onto the toilet tomorrow. Jesus, I do not care. I, I, I interrupted you before you told us what the fuck is uh, It doesn't, what's, what's the matter? Nothing matters anymore um <laughs> it really doesn't uh my first one is vanilla ice oh vanilla ice i picked vanilla baby, ice I, I, I had to go with ice ice but i was gonna gonna do uh, like fucking ninja rap or something like that but i just went for, went for the obvious one because everybody knows They're the song. only two songs i know by him um i have i i you don't understand how much i loved vanilla ice you do, like i find it hard the only person who could possibly know my love of vanilla ice in like the kind of early 90s would be my mother like <laughs> He's up there listening to that white fella. Again. Yeah, she wouldn't. No, she wouldn't even know he was white. My mouth is a sap. It's called uh, MC, ice, MC ice yeah. cream or something. Ice, icy cube, icy droopy cube. Um, <laughs> vanilla ice, ice, ice baby. Yeah, uh, I wrote down loads of stuff because his he's very interesting. I think one of the reasons he stayed in my mind over the years because you fancy him. Uh, no, he was a good-looking fella back in the day. He certainly was. He had that chisel. He's the overly oh. chiseled jaw. Yeah, you, you know what that's from? I found this out a couple of years ago. Where they got a slug out of the tenants good here. Gene, um, good jeans? No. Nope. I had to take a fucking allure out of that kind of tenants. The, the key to tenants in Hackenberg is to just get it over and done with as quick as possible. Um, <laughs> you just get it into your... alone? But that's all. Like, if you could just... Now, I do have a bottle of whiskey here, but hard like hard. i don't even know what day it is but it's not, no, it's not save, that for saturday. save that for saturday <laughs> um so his real name is a uh, rob van winkle right that's that's a kid that's a porn star's name isn't it, it really yeah. is so he, the story is fucking mad he put out an album in 1989 kind of independently and um uh, it wasn't really independent it was like a tiny little label put out his album he was kind of known on the breakdancing scene and uh <laughs> Because it was the fucking late eighties, you know. He was known in the breakdancing scene, and uh, this is this fucking, that white boy. I think there's yeah, loads. Of, God, that white boy can dance. I'm pretty sure half the people uh, fucking breakdancing are white, um, because they could rap. Smiley white heads on them. Yeah, exactly. Mustaches and fucking sweatbands. But um, but he put an album out in 1989 called Hooked, and it ended up being bought by EMI, and it was a uh, retitled to the extreme. With and a two. <laughs> no, I know. Was uh, thankfully there wasn't a number two. It was just two D extreme. Yeah, and I would have got away with it. T O. <coughs> yeah, oh, that's before the letters for numbers. Or numbers for numbers for letters. Um, yeah, it would have been just before. So uh, now it'd be two two with a, like a letter or number two, and, and then X da would start with da, and yeah. X would start with extreme. Oh, of course it would be no e. Yeah. yeah, thanks for the murmurs. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, that, that, that album had like Ice Ice Baby and all this kind of shit. Now, now this is weird. It's fucking real weird. While this album was being bought by EMI and being pushed out, and he was becoming like a massive kind of pop star in his right. Now, apparently, he wasn't happy. This is where it gets real fucking stupid. He wasn't happy with the way the record label kind of made them dress and the way they put them across, you know, like shaving zigzags and thunderbolts into his hair and making him wear the oversized <laughs> kind of leather jackets and all this kind of shit. That wasn't really his style. His style would have been more of that kind of fucking box stand. Yeah, just normal. And, the, and just the, and the kind of jumpers, varsity yeah. jumpers maybe. Yeah, yeah that, like he would have been a basic enough looking fucking kind of hip hop guy. But around the time this album came out, he was one of the highest-ranked motocross riders in America. He was winning, winning championships left, right, and fucking center. Right now, around 1986, this is, he was in this uh, kind of he was in a house band in this famous uh, kind of club that, that done a lot of hip hop, and he was opening up for um, Public Enemy and NWA, the DOC, Two Live Crew, all this kind of shit. And they're was, legit. They're proper acts, and it was Public Enemy. They helped push him into the spotlight. They ended up, like they helped him get his uh, get signed to EMI. Um, Chuck D was wow. obsessed. He was like, "This fucking white boy is fucking brilliant. He's amazing. Like he can do it all." And uh, he thought this would be a great idea. So he start he helped push the, the whole idea of Vanilla Ice album to EMI, and they got into it. Um, he ends up getting stabbed in a kind of early. I think it was early two thousand, uh, early two thousand, early nineteen eighty seven. And uh, so, fuck, man, the That's story, fucked. he gets stabbed, he gets stabbed a couple of times. And while he's uh, recuperating, he kind of writes a lot of rhymes and all this kind of shit. And he ends up uh, getting taken as a solo act, as uh, Vanilla Ice, on the road, with, like Ice T, EPMD, sort of mix a lot, all the loads of these, again, more big fucking names in the hip hop scene. Um, Ice Ice Baby was actually got stabbed on purpose. I, I, no, I think he got stabbed at bed. he got stabbed at a club. Um, he got stabbed in the club that he was he was uh, uh, rapping in with a group where he met Chuck D over something. I couldn't tell you what it was. It's a rough. Um, it's rough, rough. Um, <laughs> but Ice Ice Baby was a B side to his first single, and it was some radio DJ played it by accident on radio. Um, that happened. That's happened a few times yeah. across the. Someone just kind of fucking dozed off or whatever, and put side B on, hit playing it, and the fucking phones lit up. Who the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? They were absolutely Whoa. mad after. Um, what now great way hope exactly. This is where it starts getting real fucking sinister. When Ice Ice Baby starts exploding left, right, and center, and he's like the biggest name in hip-hop, because it's me, I think about like suburban kids, he's boy, mommy, daddy, it's, they're not going to be too bothered. Like, you've got a choice yeah. between like NWA and Vanilla Ice, who the fuck are you picking? You know what I mean? For your kids, you're picking Vanilla Ice every day. Shug and, they pretend, and they can pretend it's because of the lyrics, but realistically, it's the album cover was exactly. more to them because... Because there's a big wife a lot on it. Exactly. He's one of us. white. Around this, time, the harmful. <laughs> around this time, the Shug Noy from Death Row Records gets involved. And he sees Vanilla Ice and he's like, Jesus Christ, there's a fucking shit ton of money to be made off uh, mm-hmm. Vanilla Ice right now. So he starts uh, sending like faxes to his management and trying to get a hold of him on the phone. And he's having none of it. Vanilla Ice is like, no, I'm making a few bob here now off EMI. I'm happy. And I went out in the day with Shug Noy. Like, even though he's, like, the white boy on the outside, he's the pop guy, he's still heavily involved in hip-hop. He knows everybody, he hears everything, and he still knows yeah. that Suge Knight is a dangerous cunt. Suge Knight finds out where, what hotel he's staying in. 
and breaks into the room with a load of his mates. Now, the story goes that he grabs Vanilla and fucking dangles him off the balcony and makes him sign over the rights to Ice Ice Baby and his album to Suge Knight on Death Row Records. Right? That's where the fucking, that's the legend. Now, Vanilla he Ice... He one of those astronaut's pens if he was upside down. Yeah, exactly. He, he used use a pencil. Those astronaut pens. A, or, a, or a, pencil, yeah. a Russian astronaut's pen, pen. A pencil. Hang on. You wouldn't sign something in pencil. Uh, I don't know. Easily don't know. rubbed out. Yeah, it depends on whether it was on uh, duplicate go with, paper. Go with the astronaut's pen. <laughs> go with the it's astronaut's pen. astronaut's pen. <laughs> upside down pen. Um, so yeah, he, he, he ends up signing everything over the Death Row Records, which is one of the big reasons that Death Row Records becomes uh, big in the first place. They use that delicious, delicious vanilla ice music. Uh, around this, it's just after this, he, he doesn't put anything out with Death Row. He just kind of sits there, gives them all the money. Uh, Chuck D gets involved, <laughs> tries to get him signed to Def Jam to get out of it. Um, to get out of the, his, his kind of weird deal he has with EMI being distributed via fucking debt row. He's just he's involved now in this maelstrom of fucking litigation. And Hang on a sec. How could he sign it over? That makes, well, EMI. They'll be like, look at the fuck why he signs. It's up to us. It's nothing to do think, with it. I think he signed over his like management rights or something like that to right. Shug Knight. Oh, if that's, that's the case EMI are like, I don't give a fuck what you sign over. Yeah, as long as pretty we get much. Money. Exactly, we have right. our fucking money. Um, so 2D Stream becomes the fastest selling hip hop album ever, ever. It outsells everything ever made to this day. Um, sells 11 million copies, like in the first fucking couple of months, just 11 million fucking copies. Uh, he ends up going out, he goes out with Madonna for a while. He makes an appearance in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Um, he has his own 1991 movie, Cool as Ice, which I was obsessed with as a kid. I liked that film. It's hot garbage. What's not I the mean, like? Imagine watching it now. I'd love to watch it now. Imagine. Do you remember that? Like, drop that zero and get with the hero and all that kind of shit. Oh, we had, God, yeah, yeah. Drop the that zero and get away. with the hero. And he's fucking. He's, he's got like a motorbike and he has like a big, uh, you know, Mister Cool Ice fucking type of jacket. It's and basically it's just, the precursor to the long, the, the eight, eight mile. Mm. <laughs> does he actually uh, he's a rapper I don't him. know whether he raps in, I think he might be I think in the film he's a famous rapper kind of hiding from the from the public because he got stabbed and uh, hung over a balcony something like that <laughs> yeah so in 1994 we skip forward a couple of years and 1994 it becomes uh, Rastafarian oh Jesus <laughs> yeah he grows how dreads cult- how many cultures does he want to appropriate oh, he's just taking them all he takes them all I, <laughs> he, he keeps moving forward he has a heroin overdose in fucking 1994 as well um, by 1995 he's the fifth best jet ski rider in the world man he like turns his hand to a lot of things and he's, he's good at it it's shocking it's shocking the fifth best jet ski rider in the world um, I think it was around 2000 2001 Ross Robinson approaches him and says listen we need to fucking do a record that's so he goes, right because that's right yeah. that's right so he Ross Robinson gets convinced by the guys in Corn to put together this group with Vanilla Ice, and they put this album out called Hard to Swallow. Now it's not on Spotify, which is shocking because I love no, this that's album. Right, I, yeah, and, and the version of Ice Ice Baby is yeah. <laughs> outrageously good. You'll find it on if you're if you're that bored, come onto YouTube and just type in Vanilla Ice Hard to Swallow. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, and uh, it's basically a new metal album with Vanilla Ice screaming and rapping. Yeah. Um, now he does that. He has other stuff on Spotify, and it's fucking dirt. It's fucking dirt. He does this covers album 
where he covers like famous hip hop acts. So he does like fight the power by public enemy, but it literally, it sounds like, like it's, it's got nothing to do with fight the power. It's just this like Casio keyboard demo track with him rapping over it. Oh my. Now he can rap. Oh this is what's mad. He actually has skills as a rapper, right? But he fucking like his music choices are fucking dire. They're dire. But I like, listen, it's not a guilty pleasure. I tell anybody I know loads about Vanilla Ice and I was fucking obsessed when I was a kid. When he showed up in that Ninja Turtles movie dancing with the ninja rap and the turtles got up and started dancing with me and all, like my little, my yeah. little, my little fucking baby pecker got fucking hard. I fucking love all that shit. I can't help it, man. I f- there's, something, there's something about something I loved as a child. This is my bloke test. That It's, it's related to the bloke test. Yeah. Why, why men are stupid. This fucking this like Turing test that I'm developing at the moment that should be ready to be unleashed to the, onto the public yeah. within the next year. And it's all to do with men's reactions to nostalgia. That's how you prove men are stupid. And oh, we are. We're stupid. Like you we're could, oh, fucking you stupid. Know what? You could get into a fight with the biggest fucking huge cunt in the world and they just go, oh, do you remember uh, Mass Crusaders? And just exactly. Like, yeah, man. Oh, exactly. That was good. That was good shit. Yeah. 100%. You start humming the Jason the Wheel Warriors team. If they finish it, you're in good company exactly what were we even fighting about exactly what were we even fighting about he was our favourite centurion you know what I mean it doesn't matter do you remember do you remember rainbow rice crispy things what were they called oh rainbow rice crispy things the little rice crispy things but they're in rainbow colours mm. popped corn thing or popped were they popcorn or were they chewing I remember like rubble rice. builders rubble the rainbow chewing. rice no that was great but there was a little like like it looked like a little bag of rice, but it was puffed hmm. r- rain- rice and rainbow. Yeah. Oh, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. See, we, was just, it, proved, it wasn't rice. we just proved yeah. that we're stupid. Absolutely Because stupid. all it, men yeah. get locked into this fucking stupid nostalgic thing about when they were kids. Every single one of us. It doesn't yes. matter what it is. If they announced we're releasing a fucking, I don't know, pick, pull something out of your hole, Starcom. There's a Starcom movie coming out or a Starcom, a, a fucking a Brave Star video game due out next year. Every fucking, every, every week we'd be on the internet looking for information on that Brave Star video game. This is how when stupid can I, when can I When can I pre-order so I know mm. that I have it? <laughs> exactly. Does it come with a replica of his cool as fuck gun? Exactly. Um, but this is my thing about Vanilla Ice and there's plenty more yeah. like this on the list. Um, who's your next one? And I wonder if you know how it really feels to be oh, yeah. alone. Anastasia, left yeah. side alone. I fucking love this song. Like I don't like I know like I know like, like I say I like a lot of pop music, but this is one of my fa- top ten pop songs of all time. The great song. And weirdly, I left. I think I might have left this out of my pop list, so I'm making up for it now. This is uh, filling in the blanks. This is an angry pop rock song in, mm. in the kind of same vein as Fighter by Christina Aguilera. But to me, Fighter is good, but this song takes the biscuit. I think the song's about her dad, her strange you father. Reckon? I'm not sure, but uh, I just love how she has that. Yeah, I wonder if you had an ear yeah, she's voice. A big... then, it, then, it, then it turns into, all my life I've been waiting. Like a big English yeah. posh. Sounds almost like a posh English Anyway, yeah, she's got that kind of class. She does have like a classic soft voice, but when she lets it rip, yeah, and she's, she's got she's, bollocks. She's, like she's a little bit older when she came into the mm. band. She's probably in like early thirties, I think, when this mm. came out. But look, she's gorgeous, and I don't think people really cared. The, like all the, the record level went, she's a bit older. She doesn't look it. Like see, 
does he look older? The glasses as well, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, like those big pink tinted yokes. But I remember there was two videos for this song left outside alone. This is from 2004. Mm. I think there was a 2005 video. The original one that we saw was that atrocious one with the brutal CGI where she's kind of standing in the middle of a like New York Times Square or something like that and all the mm. all the screens are showing pictures of her and stuff like that. And it was only a few years ago when I typed into YouTube and left outside alone, a different video came up and I was like, this must be like a fan video. No, this was the After Dark That's video. That's the real one. Where she's in lingerie. <laughs> she's really being left outside alone. And I wonder if you're near. <laughs> and it's all like ro- rolling around the bed. Like there's no story to it. Yeah. There's no story to the other one. It's still better than the other one though. The other one looks like, Jesus Christ, it looks like a Hanson video mixed with early Britney Spears. Like, there was there's a no, particularly just, bad period for videos there around that time. Yeah. Jesus. It was when it was, they were. It was coming out and coming out in nineties into the two thousands. They got this technology green screen. Green screen, and yeah, and it was cheap. And it was Jesus. Yeah. They were, and it was blurry and horrible, and every the contrast was up to yeah. the high and everything. So this video was just a, a classy rolling around the bed in the knickers. Well, not the knickers, but the the lingerie, the lingerie, the, the, the small lingerie. bits, the small bits, the, the small lingerie, bits. and there's candles, and she's ah uh, look. I can't, I can't. I just can't say anything. I can't say it more about the song because there's mm. nothing more written about it. There's nothing to be said about the song. There's yeah, it's a great song. All I know is how much I love it. Yeah, and uh, I'm with you. I Jesus. do. I enjoy the shit out of that song as well. Look, can't take this. It's, it's is it a controversial. Like a lot of people are shocked to find out that I am massively yeah. into this song. Like, like proper, like proper like, into it. Into like. it, like into it. Who's the next into one? It. My next one is uh, Boom Boom Shake the Room by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Oh, I fucking, I know, I know you hate it. I can't oh. help it. This song elicits a response in my soul. No, you know what? Like, the, out of all, I'm not a big Will Smith fan. He annoys me and I find him to be the source of a lot of irony for hipsters and I don't like that. Mm. But this song is not bad in comparison to the rest of them I love it I love I like a lot the, of these the start songs of it, the start of it is great when you hear that song at the start of it you know that you're in yeah. for oh, at, least, at, least, great at least watching your friends enjoy themselves yeah exactly you're getting a little bit of entertainment there was, yeah. like, so, some folk at top our edge bouncing around the room um, yeah. this is like a, a proper kind of shitty wedding reception song you know um, it's half twelve in the hotel yeah it's just I, I can't help it Um I, I was doing a little bit of research on, on the group because it's hard, it's actually hard because um, Jazzy Jeff was like a really well known DJ even before he even met Will Smith like he was a proper like fucking known quantity and he ended up meeting Will Smith at some house party and they just like I think Will, it's the way it used to work Will Smith got up and you know rocked their mic closed and verde commas and Take um, your shoes off when you come inside because your mother just cleaned that floor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, they got on and they just kept doing it. And they, they kept they were doing their own stuff on the side, but like who'd have thought that like fucking out of like the known quantity that was DJ Jazzy Jeff, who already had like record deals and put records out, that this fucking sap that he met in a pub or a fucking sorry a house party would go on to be like one of the biggest music and fucking like acting phenomenons of all time like yeah every single thing that will smith touches is fucking gold was like, he just a little the guy with glasses from yeah he was prince. in the fresh prince of bel-air he's guy used to get thrown out by uncle phil yeah. and uh he'd get fucked couldn't, out the door couldn't act to save his life he was, he was he had to wear glasses now so he was just sweating 
yeah. sweating all the time. Just didn't know where to look. Just thought, oh God, mumbling, mumbling yeah. the lines. Just yeah, exactly. Scuttering through them. Exactly. That's why he was only ever in there for like a minute. He'd show up in the in the in the fucking kitchen eating a fucking. Yeah. He'd go into the kitchen, open up the fridge, start eating something. Uncle Phil would come in, fucking grab him, open the door. And the best thing was they never even had to like. They only shot that once, and they just used the exact same like footage of him being <laughs> fucked out the door. He wearing different clothes and all. They just fuck him out the door wearing a different set of clothes. We shoot yeah. one so we don't have to deal with uh, Jazzy Jeff anymore because he's that shite. Yeah. Now, to Get be fair to Will Smith, like, he, he's not a bad rapper. He's like, grand. You know what I found out? I found this out. This is a weird one. So, um, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince recorded rap's first ever double album. Right? Now, I thought that that was uh, OG by Ice-T, but it wasn't. It was an album that I never wrote down in the fucking year, but it doesn't matter. Um, the album oh, was called. Just, just scrap, scrap the whole piece, girl. Scrap yeah, the whole scrap, piece. Fuck it, fuck it. Hang on. <laughs> um, it's called. He's the DJ, and I'm the rapper. I am. This fucking I felt some magic That's about him as well. Entertaining not, and informative. Yeah. So the only swear word that Will Smith has ever said in one of his songs is the word "bitch." <sighs> That's it. That's a spicy. Was he, was he referring to himself like I'm no bitch? <laughs> I'm a little bitch. I think that's. I think that <laughs> will. That was the name of the song. As oh, I'm a little Jesse bitch. Kick it. I'm yeah. a little bitch. <laughs> Yo, hit it. <laughs> I'm a little bitch today, and I'm here to sing. <laughs> exactly. I'm the biggest fucking bitch in the world today. <laughs> Do I look like a bitch? <laughs> Do I look like a bitch? No, I'm telling you now. The only word, the only bad word he's ever said in any hip hop song ever was the word bitch. Um, yeah, but was it? I don't like when you call women a bitch. I don't know. Was he was he using against? Yeah. It could, he might have been. He might. He actually I'm probably thinking about it. He might have. I'm going to look into that now because yeah. I want to know. Uh, did you know that he got done for tax evasion while he was filming the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Look, they got a lot of young black men on that. I noticed. Something so apparently, you know what I mean? Like, like, so what I'm saying is that there was a there was a there was a there was a theory going around that the IRS were going after specifically rich young black men, really, like more than they would be going out, like, they wouldn't be looking too much into uh, you know, like, fucking Wesley Snipes got smashed for it, he got fucking done loads, loads of yeah, there was a there was a theory going around that they were specifically going because they figured uh, there's going to be a lot of tax evasion there. Which is sort of racist. Well, he was he would have been very young. Um, he would have been very young when this happened. So he spent the first, uh, I think, the first three seasons of The Fresh Prince. He had to hand over twenty five percent of his paycheck for the first three seasons to pay off this bill. So it must have been fairly hefty. Um, Jesus. They, yeah, they quit, they kind of broke up. They just kind of went their own way in about in nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety five. But then they kind of got back together again and recorded some kind of bullshit. Uh, they done a few little bits and pieces where they got together yeah. and done. They never, I don't think they ever wrote any new material. They just done redos. They ended up getting sued by the record label when they broke up, actually, because they had uh, they had like two more albums on contract. Uh, Would you but, like to know where he said, bitch? Yes. Are you looking up? On, on a song called You Saw My Blinker. And it's about... That's right. I read his, that. His car getting hit. And it's like, basically... You saw me indicating, but the last line of the chorus is, you saw my blinker, bitch. There you go. That's not even that hard, yes, really. so thick, she couldn't see in a lane. I swerved left, I swerved right, but she still the tail, caught me tam tight. Left lane, try to switch, then you saw my blinker, bitch. Mm. I wonder does it go like that. I'd love to know. 
I'm going to listen to that after. I'm going to, I'm going to absolutely go looking for that now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they put five albums out from 1987 to 1993, and then they had a couple of performances afterwards. Uh, I just have, like, that song, Summertime, I love it. I love the sample. Summer, summer, summertime. Yeah. It, it's the most summer-sounding song of all time. It is. But it's Miami's just, not bad either. Miami's, like, the, see that kind of fucking, like, Big Wheelie-style stuff? I didn't yeah. really have a problem with that at the time. Um, because that was like that proper kind of club music. You know what I mean? Like shit clubs that were underneath pubs. Do you remember them? Yes. They used to like, they'd hollow out their basement. And they like, just like, it fit the like. under uh, the oak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. They, yeah, that Tiny, was Tiny, like called, you could yeah. fit about 15 people. Yeah. But you, like, it was the, under the, Thomas, sorry, it was under Thomas Reyes. Thomas Reyes, it was called the oak, yeah. Yeah, the was the sidebar in the venue downstairs, and they just have like these kind of shitty clubs. They bring DJs in, find a little yeah. corner, and every Friday and Saturday night they go to three o'clock in the morning, and it'd be just that kind of poppy nonsense. There'd be a little bit of nostalgia, and then kind of current charity, whatever the fuck, you know. And you could throw yeah. requests at them. It was just kind of, it was like a, a Fisher Price version of a proper real club. You know, yeah. everybody was afraid to go to like Rira or any of the big fucking, you know, the Ormond or whatever, because you know someone's gonna inject you with fucking jacker blood or something. Like, so you're gonna someone's you gonna to do take, something. You have to take a heroin when you go. Exactly. In. Yeah, you you <laughs> six heroines to get in. So like, <laughs> like that that's the way it was. Like you you have to fucking you know smoke and dope. Um, but yeah, everybody was afraid of them big clubs. So yeah. you go to like I know, the, I know, the I was clubs. the harp oh, yeah. and all. Oh, I was terrified of all them. You might go to the harp. I did go to the harp. Yeah, I actually yeah. went to a few proper, yeah, fucking scary clubs. Scariest one of all time was uh, in Northern Ireland, though, in Belfast. We went Northern to a, a club that was predominantly in a Protestant area or something like that. It was terrible, anyway. Go on. Anyway, did you, you have to do the, the the King Billy fucking song from Transporting Two? No, everyone, I think I've talked about this before, but everyone was just standing around the edges of the club. No one was dancing. They were all it was like a teenage eyeballing. disco. No. No, they're all in their twenties. White Ben Sherman shorts. They're all just Oof. staring at each other, all drinking a Smirnoff ice. And I was like, "This is the creepiest thing ever, man!" Fucking yeah. horror, the horror. Anyway, listen, boom, boom, shake the room, or boom, shake the room. I think this was called. It's not yeah. even boom, boom. It's boom, shake the room. But yeah. uh, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. I just, I have, like I said, I have a soft spot for that type of garbage, um, soft hip hop. I, I always did. As much as I like the fucking deepest, darkest stuff, I like the fucking garbage throwaway stuff just as much. Who's your yeah. next one? My next one is Skrillex Kill Everybody from 2010. So when this came out, like dubstep was massively hated on by the rock community. Yeah. You know, the, the rock community, so open-minded their metalers are, to be honest. They really are. And I, I remember like it was everywhere I went, they were just going, this fucking dubstep is ridiculous. Shit, this and, that. and I was just sitting there going, I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear what you're saying, and I'm just nodding for a fucking easy life. But like, yeah. and every now and then I go, man, like I don't know what to tell you. It's I don't know how, I don't know how they're like still loving the prodigy and, and hating, hating this. Dubstep. It's not really a million miles away, especially nope. like Skrillex was the poster boy for dubstep because he was the best at it. Yeah, and he was one of the first at it. But this song, "Kill Everybody," is Jesus. It's fucking deadly. I don't care what anyone says. I don't know this song. I know a couple. I, I actually, I, that's a lie. I'm, I haven't listened to it yet. Um, if I listen to it, I might have heard it before. But off the top you of my head. This. It sounds like something off the Prodigy album, Invaders Must Die. Savage. But it's, it's before. What year was Invaders Must Die? Oh, hang on. 2006, 2007. Invaders Must Die. By the 210. Okay. Oh, so it's the same time. No, this is the year. So this is actually a year before. 
sorry, this was a year after Invaders Must Die. So it's, it's, I think everything to do with dubstep is modeled off the Prodigy mixture. Yeah. Just kind of hyperactive, chopped up madness. And yeah. I have to say, like, whatever about people slagging the shit out of dubstep, and it, it, got, it got an awful time when it came out, especially from older rockers at the time. I didn't really... You know, same with me and you. When something comes out, it's easier to understand it before you lay into it. Oh, yeah. So you can get a better understanding of why you're laying into it. Also, if anyone calls you on it, you go, well, I hate it for this and that and this reason. Yeah, give it a so, real reason. So when it came out, I was like, okay, a lot of dubstep was absolute garbage. Like, it was it was overused in ads. Do you remember they would just yeah. go, let's just go down. Yeah. But, uh, I, I think, I thought, I thought about this before as well. I, th- I think you're dead right. I think, see, that Invaders Must Die, I think that's the, that was the, um, that, that might have been like one of the kickstarting things for that, that scene in particular, Skrillex. Absolutely. I, th- I think the, the, the group that almost all dubstep is modeled, off, uh, modeled after is uh, the Future Sound of London. The Future Sound of London had that fucking style. Like, the, chop, tur- the chopped up beats. Yeah, like 30 years ago. They were mad for all that, those kind of industrial siren type of... Like everything was ran through a chopper and they had that particular style. You see, the um, thing about like dubstep in general, I don't really like the the, the music itself. But yeah. this, there's a couple of songs from Skrillex, and there's a there's a kind of scene of lo-fi dubstep, mm. like like acts called Mount Eden. I think are one of them are actually really cool because it's much it's slowed down. Yeah, the chops and changes aren't as aggressive. But the first time I heard this "Kill Everybody" song by Skrillex, I was like, listen to the melody that's coming through the cuts. It's just unreal. Yeah, you're filling in the blanks. That's that's sneaking through. Yeah, and it's been like, okay, it's delivered in about seven different packages, Mm. like the way Amazon do lately. That's all I'm going to say. Seriously, have you ever heard of Amazon? I'm not single packing it. I have, but I've only ordered like one thing. I fucking hate Amazon. We've talked about this before. Um, I've had no choice. Yeah, look, they're a necessary evil for me. Right now, yeah. Yeah. But like, my example of, of getting something delivered in many different packages, like, that's the way kind of dubstep was for me. It's, it's a riff broken up into different instruments and filters and everything. And I can see why people hated it, but Jesus, the hate that was there for dubstep, I just don't understand it. Mm. Not like it was fucking ska. <laughs> it, I think so it's because your man, Sony or whatever, you know, he was like a metaler. I am. And like he emo had, kid, wasn't he? Kind of, yeah. But like the band were pretty heavy. And the, like he was... I don't know. I think whenever you just jump genre like that, um, you're you're gonna just kind of leave a trail of hate behind. You, I think. Maybe. Well, look, have a listen to this song. Kill everybody. Certainly will. It has that chipmunk vocal, but I don't mind that. I either. don't mind that. Either. Perfectly honest with you. Um, who's your next one? The next one is a kind of Hackenberg. Hang on a second. Your next one is a can of Hackenberg. That's a guilty pleasure. Sure. Yeah, that's not. Or, con- or a controversial like. No, don't like it. Say. Hang on. I can't open like it. it. It's not, it's not. What's well, Why don't you put something in it like a bit of Ribena? No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. It's like shite. No, it tastes good. Like, it's just whatever's in it. That it's would just, be a guilty pleasure. Just fucking. Like a beer with a bit of Ribena in it. Just, yeah, like Guinness. No, don't fuck a Guinness like that. Man. Yeah, don't be messing with it. Yeah, I this is this. Wait. I can't remember the last time I had a Guinness. Jesus Christ. I'm not like trying not to think about it. Like, my first Guinness, I'm probably going to cry. Oh, I don't know. My I'm first so... Guinness back. Well, actually, uh, Diageo, um, Diageo, Diageo were in contact with me today. Guinness were in contact with me today, actually. Um, 
they're getting their shit together now to pull all the old stuff out of the pubs. Um, so that right. the, the wheels of, of fucking industry are slowly but surely starting to break the fucking skin mm. and rust off them. I don't know. Are we not getting another month of lockdown now? No, there's re- there's rumors still around. Listen, the mo- most certainly will probably be loads more lockdown, but yes. uh, the HSE are pushing for September. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think the government will allow that to happen. I think they're just going to slowly but surely um, start letting a few places creak open for a couple of hours a day, um, because otherwise the the entire world's going to be broke, and they're going to have to fucking start using Bitcoin as normal money or something. Yeah, here's the thing: when like people versus money, it's it's a sticky situation. Now, preferably, or sorry, personally, I could preferably go for a longer stint in it, just so everyone's safe. But if like the way the way America are dealing with it, like we're just going to take the human body count as the hit. Yeah, they'll just take it. They will just take it. Um, uh, no, capitalism is uh, is more important. uh, Yeah, dollar. The now, economy but, is but, is, a, is a living, breathing thing in America, and that yeah, has to be resuscitated. Exactly. Well, that's that's the, the God. That's God there, you know. Um, it it's God, God, it's God, God everywhere. But, it, but it's like them being like one of the richest and most powerful co- countries in the world. What would America do if it wasn't? It would just be a big. They'd be fucked. Yeah. Well, they're they're fucked right now. Um. The the big thing for me with with this whole thing about getting back into uh, getting kind of uh, economic spun back up, um, for me would be. It, more of just an Irish thing. Whatever about Europe and the rest of the world, um, they they have their own issues. Um, at the moment, our our growth percentage is astronomically low. Um, we were supposed to be at thirty percent growth today, and we're under ten percent right now. Here's so, the thing, though, right? We start opening the pubs, but we don't have any tourism. Yeah, we don't need it right now. Tourism is secondary. We too. probably don't need it. People no. are so people that haven't been in the pub in ten years, are like whoa, missed the pub. I'm like uh, you could you could have went. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, just <laughs> fucking sh- <laughs> like that whole kind of shop local end of things would be perfectly fine to get things um, back up and running a, a little yeah. bit. I don't think there's any business thinks that they're going to crack the doors open and there's going to be queues around the block for everything. That's not the way. That's a terrible idea. But I think having in in maybe three four weeks time. I think maybe having um, having a fucking you know some sort of system where you know some of the bakeries are open again and some of the fucking restaurants are open again. I, I know there's some of them open, um, but like well, the social distancing thing has to keep going. So oh yeah, 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 going, yeah, it can still be fine. The way people are queuing up, like today, I queued up to grind the boots. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. See, what, don't see what he can do there for non-essential businesses as well. Like hardware shops, do the do it there. Jesus Christ, open them fucking things. Exactly, please. Yeah, there's one hardware shop open on Talbot Street, and I've been I've been into him about six times this week. I actually, um, I have to tell you a story about what I done today, man. You thought, fuck me, I had to strip. I'm stripping the varnish off my front door. My front door is disgraceful. I haven't looked at it. I've been living here for like eight years or something. Right. And I never, it was, it was kind of in shite when I got here and it was always one of those things that's in the back of my head, you know what, I get some nice day now and I'll, you know, I'll get the sander out and I'll sand it down and I have stain and varnish there. I'll make the front door look fucking lovely. Right. So I'm thinking now, you know, what am I doing? I'm sitting down scratching my bollocks for half the week, but literally nothing to do. And I don't want to sit there playing college duty and fucking watching gank on television. I want to be doing something. Oh, what's gank? Sounds deadly. Has it, got Ray, has it got Ray Winston in it? 
Oh, Scott. Yeah, Ray Liotta uh, doing uh, uh, a Cockney accent. He's in it. Go on, and, um, did, you strip, did you piss on your door? Did you jip on your door? Exactly. It, look, it actually looks like a giant came on my door every day for nine years and it just ate away at it. Like <laughs> All the fucking varnish is kind of like coming off and ribbons and shit. So I, I, anyway, I got the sander. I, got the, I have a little hand sander. Not a little, little mouse one, like a proper kind of brick one. And I went out today thinking, I'll just, I'll just sand it off. Like, well, I'll take an hour like, and the varnish yeah. will come off. I was out there for two hours and I barely took anything off it. I was lashing it out of it. St- fucking, there was just dust everywhere and there was still varnish on the fucking thing. I was like, what the fuck, man? I was like, and I've started it. I was after taking off like the knocker and the doorbell and the letterbox. I took everything the off thing, the right? door. And like, I know like me and you are very different in a lot of ways, but I would, after a 10 minutes, go in and Google, how much is a new front door? No, I'd never do that. Never. I know, me and you are very different. I'm like, never. I'm only on this earth, I'm only on this earth for so long. How much Doing is it. a new front door? So I, I had a look online. There's, I should have fucking. I coined the new this in the back of my head, but I needed confirmation of it. And the first thing, the first article that opened up was like, like you, you can absolutely sand varnish off the door, but like it's going to take weeks. And I was like, I don't really want weeks dedicated to varnishing the door. And I was saying, really? are you going to takes fucking ages, ages. So varnish gets in, you know, it gets fucking in there. So you'd, you'd essentially have to take a couple of mil off the fucking door. Um, to get this varnish out, especially as we've been sitting there for years, got stain and varnish on the wood. Right. So um, they're saying, uh, just use a chemical stripper. And they're all right. Chemical paint stripper. So fucking, there's me thinking, oh, that bleeding little hardware shop now that I've been getting me a few bits and pieces. I, yeah. fuck, I rang him. I said, you got any of this uh, paint stripper? Like for varnish? He said, yeah, I've got four bottles of it left. I said, hold on to one. I'm on my way. So I threw the headphones in, started listening to some uh, delicious 1995 KRS-One albums. Ran down the road, ran down the road, grabbed it off him. I was looking at the bottle. I was like, it's a pretty small bottle. You know, it's like, Jesus, half a litre or something, you know? And I said, well, that do a door. He said, ah, yeah. He said, just, you know, get an old paintbrush and just kind of dab it on. Leave it for an hour, hour and a half, and then scrape it off. So I ran home, fucking super duper. Gloves on, got an old brush out, lashed the whole thing onto it. Barely had enough. Barely had enough. Jeez. Left it for an hour, came out with the scraper. It took loads off it. Loads. Did it take enough? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. More I'm going to have to go back and buy the other three of them. There's no way even one at, more. Jesus, doors are like 500 quid. Yeah, doors are mad money. Right, so now I'm back back not buying a new door. Right? Yeah, doors are mad there. money. Absolutely not. Doing that. Yeah. So yeah, I have to go and buy more chemical fucking stripper now. And like, you have the ladder on and I wouldn't mind. Today's the hottest day I've experienced this year so far. <laughs> is Oi, that not fucking up your lungs? Is that not kind of bleeding? It doesn't matter. Bone? What does it matter? Because you might get bad lungs. No, I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I'm making it out. Of the what? The fucking COVID? Of this, of the fucking pandemic or whatever. I'm pretty sure. Like, You're I think I'm going to... I know, I, I think I'm going to make it to the end and then something else will get me. Like, the pandemic's not going to kill me. But all I'm doing is, like, drinking yeah. Hackenberg and smoking smokes, like, playing video games. I'm literally doing... Although I lost some weight from walking the dogs. Dogs hate me. The dogs hate me. They literally hate me. They're hiding and all. I grab the leads. I'm like, he's ready. They're hiding under beds. And I was like, oh, no, daddy. It's like, come on, you cunts. I'm not doing it on my own. So they're going with me. <laughs> but yeah, I need to, now I need to go tomorrow and buy like all this fucking stripper. But it's mad money, man. It's like 20 quid a fucking little tub. And I need to buy three more. Yeah, but I just checked. The doors are like 500. Twi- or I know. 1300 if you want one of those 
plastic aluminium ones. doors. Yeah, that can yeah, fuck up now. Well, look. Anyway, we should talk about the podcast stuff. We should. I have to give that you my next one. Yeah, uh, you do have to give me your next one. All right. Well, yeah, that was that was Skrillex. Skrillex. Dubstep, whatever. Um, it, the, I knew we all knew it was going to die. It died. You didn't have to fucking kick it while it was a baby. <laughs> Kicking uh, the baby. I know baby why, I know why I said that because when I went to the hardware shop, he told me he can get no more stuff. What he has is what he has, and once he's going to out of stock, he has to close. Because he has no more Jesus. means of getting stuck. That's why I was talking about the social distancing and reopening the hardware shops. Uh, the one or two sad. that are open are fucking, they're going to be gone soon because they got nothing else. Anyway, my next one uh, is yes. uh, Sir Mixala and it's Baby Got Back. Are you just picking 90s novelty yes. fucking yes. hip hop songs? Yes, pretty much. We're pre- you're pretty close. Um, one, or, one or two <laughs> little side ones there. I, do, I dug deep here, Gary, into songs that I didn't. make me feel embarrassed by telling mm-hmm. people. I didn't. I'll tell you why. Because I, I crossed a fucking mad spectrum to get to uh, results like this. Okay. No, I'm not saying that you didn't fucking work for it. I'm saying <laughs> I, dug deep, I dug deep into my, oh, what makes me feel awkward when I tell people I into love Into your like consciousness. And, 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 I, and, I didn't. And what, what do I get the most? These are the songs I get the most resistance from. from no, because I've done all this in part one. I talked about fucking Blink-182 and President of the United States and all this kind of shit. The, right. the, the stuff that people would slag me over. Now I'm going at the stuff that like I shouldn't like because I'm nearly forty. That's what I'm where I'm going now. That's but what, fair enough. But what I done was I cross referenced loads of the stuff that I thought was fucking kind of like people was like that's garbage or whatever. That's just stupid poppy nonsense. Yeah. I cross cross referenced that with some fucking savage kind of backstories to get some cool information. Oh no, yeah, backstories are fucking killer. And I'm just like. Like in my head, I'm thinking, who would no? All I'm saying is, who would slag you over that song? Why is that controversial? To because it's stupid, it's yeah, fucking fair. stupid. It's it, honest to god, has to be one of the stupidest songs ever made. It is very, it is fucking actually, it's 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 pretty cringy. It's fucking so bad, it's amazing. <laughs> and I, fucking I like that love... sometimes we do come out of podcasts in two different ways, actually. That keeps the yeah, interest, exactly, keeps it sexy. <clears throat> so Jesus Christ, it's fucking... Now, first of all, remember, you have to go back in time and you have to remember when the video for this came out, right? So you're getting to see, like, women twerk for the first time and boards running around in, like, them weird 80s fucking kind of onesie type of uh, fucking bikinis and Sir Mix-a-Lot himself is just a, a horrific-looking human. <laughs> just He looks like a heart attack. A fucking mess. He just looks like some sort of Cuban pimp. He's in shite. <laughs> Now he I'm was gonna born. Google him now because I can barely remember. Mm, he is in shite. <laughs> he, you know, he has about six down on him. Everything he's wearing is like you know silky red. Oh, he's, and, he's you know. got a cowboy hat. Yeah, he's in shite. This cunt, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's in absolute shite. Yeah, Just, he already looked mad old. Yes, he was old and, when this came out. Now, this is fucking mad. So. Like I said, you got the video and the, the sample is cool. Like, bum, 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 bum. And then obviously you got Nicki Minaj who's then horror version of it. He loves that version of it, of course, because I've got people anaconda, talking about it. Mm, my yeah. anaconda don't want... No. I don't like that because it never kicks off. It's like an intro. It's mm. like a big intro to... Yeah. But I, think a lot, the, the I think a lot of fucking the, trap is like that. It the just kind of goes nowhere. The, the, the be- I think the best thing about Sir Mix-a-Lot's uh, I Like Big Butts is just the intro. It's brilliant. It's just that, just that verse. I like big butt and I cannot lie. You would have because everybody can like, do it. But your woman going, she looks like a total prostitute. The the, the intro blurb is fucking yeah. brilliant. Now here's some fucking brilliant. mad shit. 
Here's some fucking mad shit, right? Give it to me. He's born in Seattle, right? And he's mad into hip hop and he's mad into R and B and all this kind of shit. Yeah, well, I would not have expected Seattle. Seattle, right? Out of nowhere. Matt, first of all, out of left field, fucking Seattle. His debut album, he has a cover of Black Sabbath's Iron Man on it. <laughs> right? Well, it's fucking Seattle's a rock town, man. Yeah, right? So it's got a cover of Iron Man on it. It has a rap song about square dancing, right? Called the Square Dance Rap. <laughs> oh, right? He's, no, he's novelty, he's pure novelty, this lad. He... he on his debut album, he had a backing band. Do you want to know who his backing band were? Uh, Pull it out your hole, like. His backing band, mm. like, is this someone like Funkadelic or someone like that? Far from. It's fucking Metal Church. What? Metal band, Church. Metal Church. The band Metal Church are his backing band on the first album. Holy, that's like Toto being fucking... Michael Jackson's Thriller back in band. This but fucking, way weirder. Way yeah. weirder. Um, so in 1992 or 1991, he signed to Def Jam. Uh, fucking the video for Baby Got Back obviously has to be shown after a watershed. It's 9 p.m. There's complaints coming in. Left, right, large, large buttocks. It, it actually does. It actually does. In 1996, this is fucking mad as well. He joined. I never knew this. I fucking never knew this. This is fucking mad. Jesus Christ. 1996, he forms a band called Subset with the Goyas from the Presidency of the United States of America. What? This is fucking mad, right? We just talked about them. Right? We just talked about them, right? So he joins a band or starts a band called Subset with the Presidency of the United States of America, right? You know who we done tracks with as well? Pussifer. I like this guy already. He's done a load of music. Fucking with Maynard James Keenan from Tools. Yeah. Fucking side, well, I won't say side project because you know what he'd say to that. Yeah. It's not a side project. It's it's like calling one of your children a side project. Yeah, man. Some people do have side project children. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, he's done tracks <laughs> with Pussifer. He's mad into Pussifer. Um, he got together um, with the Seattle Symphony Orchestra and wrote a load of new classical compositions for them to play. Okay. This cunt this is, is mad. This cunt this is, is fucking mad, right? The stuff he's, he's doing. Fucking talented, oh, yeah. But the stuff he's doing, like, on the side that's making me and you go, like, Jesus, is so much better than Baby Got Back. You know what I mean? Why isn't yeah. his famous stuff, the stuff he's doing with the Seattle Symphony Orchestra? He's a TV host. He had a TV show where he bought and flipped fucking houses. Like, he was buying wrecked houses, stealing them up and selling them. It was like fucking so mix a lot, fucking mix around the house or some show it was called. Um, sure, flip a lot. Yeah, exactly. He was a radio <laughs> DJ. He's done fucking everything. He's done theater and everything. Like he's an absolute man of the arts. Sir Mix a lot. He's a Renaissance man. He is a Renaissance man. <laughs> like, like they should just change his name to Sir Fucking Renaissance is a lot. Um, Sir does a lot. Sir does a lot. Yeah. Sir, Sir, my busy. Um, so mad busy. Like fuck yeah. So presence, you know, it's South America. Pussifer, Metal Church, like fucking the list is outrageous. Like this cunt, yeah. ha, he, he warrants an entire podcast himself. I never would have copped it. This is like the guy that we talked about the other night from fucking Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. This is another cog so, in the machine that nobody knows about. I was about to say who China killed. That would have been real mean to say. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we definitely can't say that. Yeah, you definitely can't say that. Uh, but yeah, that's so I, I, would, I wouldn't. I said, I, I, you know, I, I know you, could, you couldn't. You couldn't say that. I almost accidentally said. I watched I that movie that. Uh, Contagion last night again. Why would you? Why would you antagonize your? Because I love it, man. Fucking I fucking love anxiety. it. I love it. Would you don't you understand? Ant- would you? But like, right. I have to ask you because I I, I don't want I, I don't really care about why other people will watch it. I won't get a proper answer if I ask them. Uh, just because it's the you know current. Why did? Would you not? Was that not antagonize your anxiety? No, I don't have anxiety. I don't get anxious. I don't Even get. Ra- I don't get stressed. Global and, pandemic, the likes of no, which we haven't seen in a hundred years. Doesn't bother me. Jeez. Doesn't bother me in the slightest. Honest to God. No. Yeah, I'm not even lying. This is grand. Do you reckon you'd be anxious if you lived in America? No. No. Even though they're bollocks. No, there's only parts of my bollocks. Just stay away from the fucking... Stay away from the bollocks, people, and you're fine. Like, if, if I'm walking down the road, if I'm going to the shop to buy a fucking batch loaf, and I see some fucking, like, straggler fucking swaying back and forward and coughing and sneezing, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to cross the road, am I? I'm not going to run up to them like some stupid cunt in a film. Like, you all right, buddy? You, you don't want me to call someone? Get the fuck away, <laughs> me. I will... Let me give you fu- a note to me. Exactly. I will full-on 300 kick that cunt down a well. Like, 100%. You know what I mean? Social distancing, like, by force. I will full-on fucking ravishing Rick Rio dropkick that cunt in the chest. Like, I just, just don't, be, don't be fucking with them. If I'm in the shop, you, just, you have to have these little rules. If I'm in the shop and there's someone behind me, <coughs> I'm just going to live. I'm just going to give, I'm going to give another shop. So I walk 10 minutes down the road. You know, walking's free. I just walk down well, the road. I, I saw someone coughing in the shop yesterday and I was like, sorry, today. And I was like, what are you actually doing right now? Like, I, 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 I cough in the shop as well. I smoke a thousand cigarettes a day. I have a normal little cough that happens. I forget that there is people that... Uh, Just cough. And, like, I swear to God, man. I swear to God, right? Right now... I'm, I'm going to have a smoke now. I already, I already... Like, you know I hate the public. And I have no problem calling the public out, like, to their faces. I do it all the time. Mm. I get myself into some incidents with people. But I swear to God, if I'm in a line and someone's coughing behind me, they're getting sweet chin music. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Oh. Any of them moves that are fucking... Like your man Drew... What's his name? Drew Galloway, that's a Scottish bloke that just won... He won the belt at WrestleMania and he has this move called like the Claymore kick and it's outrageous. That's what I'm going to start doing with the cunts. That's all I'm going to start doing. Any, um, you don't give someone a rock bottom. You know what I mean? He gets too close I'm to him then. I'm going to play, play Final Fight and I'm going to do the heavy kick with Hagar. Yes. <laughs> that one. But he just kind of disappears and appears sideways. His, his, his back disappears into yeah. his leg and yeah. his <laughs> leg. That's the best <laughs> one. Yeah. And that's, that's, the, that's, the top half is what he doesn't move. Hagar kick. Yeah. It's yeah, just his hips he the, tilt. Wasn't he the mayor of the town? Yeah. Wasn't he mayor? He was mayor. His mayor and his daughter was robbed. Yeah, that's kidnapped. right. Yeah. Robbed a, mm. a human robbery, Paul. There's a word for it. It's called a kidnapping. It occurred. Um, uh, yeah. yeah well, that, listen, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, that's all you have to do. You have to have a few little rules, and you just you just abide by them. Like I was walking the dogs today. I went down. Like I said, I have like two or three kind of secret ways of walking the dogs that generally keep me away from the public. But today yeah. I went down one of them, and there was like literally there was cunts flying kites, man. There was cunts with kites. I haven't really? seen a kite. I honest to God haven't seen a kite since 1986. And there was cunts down there flying kites. Where do you even get a kite? You know what I mean? <laughs> Where do you even get a kite? I bet you there's one place in fucking Fibsborough. The kite shop. Well, I think it's essential. <laughs> you don't think it's essential? Yeah. Like in, in the kite district. Like <laughs> in the kite there was, district of there Fibsborough. There was full on loads of cunts with kites. There was uh, uh, a father 
and his two sons, and I'm not joking, they must have had 20 footballs, right? And they were like just passing the balls around. I was like, do you, do you, how did you get here with 20 balls? How did you get here with 20 footballs? Like this field that's normally just devoid of people was packed, packed. And I tell you, the main reason nobody goes into this field is because loads of these uh, fucking ducks and geese sleep there every night and the whole field is covered in fucking duck and geese shite. Shite. There's shite everywhere. Great. You know what I mean? But they didn't give a bollocks. Shite and the coronavirus everywhere. They're fucking getting, picking up the avian flu to throw it on. They're making COVID-20 is what they're doing. They're fucking... You no, know it's, it's annoying me. There's a little kind of fucking uh, rebellion in people going, no, I won't do what they tell me. I'm like, you know what? You know what? Like, whatever, this isn't the government deciding. Like, this, is what the, this is what the general consensus would come to anyway. Yeah, fuck, we have to stay inside. The this whole the thing... Go- this isn't the government going, oh, fuck you. Fuck yeah. you, the people. They're taking, it like, they're taking it like it's a taxation on freedom or something. That's like what it's that. like. Man, this That's is what, what they we feel would like, yeah. come up with. If we all sat down, this is what we would come up with. Fuck exactly. Hell. If everybody Don't sat down and said, like, you know what we should do? do let's yeah. do, do fuck all. Like, let's just not get together. There's nobody... This is what's bothered me since day one. Nobody has said they can't go out with your gaff and go for a walk. They've literally e- yeah. ex- like, expressly said, you can go for a walk within two kilometers of your gaff. Right? So going somewhere, like whether it's going to be a walk or a cycle or a run or walk your dogs, go there, you know, do your walk, mm-hmm. keep moving, keep moving, just pass through and go home, you know, do your loop around the block, you know, hit, so, cycle around your fucking neighborhood and go home. You can t- nobody said you have to be in and back in an hour. You can spend the whole fucking day out walking around the block. That's the thing, and you can do, and because you have the time off, you can do that every day and probably mm. feel better about yourself than you ever fucking did before in your life. But That's then you've got pictures. You got pictures of fucking Mountjoy Square or Marion Square, wherever it was. Just couldn't have barbecues. There was homeless people having a barbecue today. There's a that's tent fine, city. Man. That's like whatever. You can't really. No, but it they, wasn't they, just they, them. They don't, they don't get the updates. It wasn't just get. them. It wasn't just no, them. But, there was random people kicking balls going over. It turned into this fucking like like outdoor party. It wasn't just picking up the ball and they're coughing and they're touching the ball and the other person's touching the ball. There's this tent spreading everywhere, man. There's a tent city. There's a tent city that I walk through and there's fucking ground. Everybody's sound. They play with the dogs now. No problem. But when I walk through today, I could see them setting up a couple of little uh, temporary barbecues and I'm thinking, that's fucking grand. They're hidden away away from everyone. Whatever, do what they want. On the way back, there was random people who like smelled the barbecue and had footballs and all on their arms that were running over to say hello to these people. He's having an outdoor barbecue. That's deadly. They literally took the food off the homeless people. No, I don't know. It's going to have to hang out. It's just like, it almost like a social fucking thing where they saw well, somebody saw, doing what something. I saw was, what I saw was, there was loads of teenagers sitting together. Like, There's no way you all live in the same gaff. So you're all going home after that. Look, I, I, I'm going to sound like an old cunt, so we're going to move on to the next one before I get Yes, yeah. Who's your next one? My next one is something that I find hard to defend people because when I tell them I like this song, they go, oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, it's tattoo. All the things she said. Ah, great song. Uh, it is a great. You see, yeah. it is a thank you. It's a great song. It's not even their best song. It's not even in their top five. But yeah, it's a. It's, it's the song I picked because the first time I heard it, I went. Because I heard it. I heard it. This is another one I heard about it before. I heard it. Did you see those? Uh, they're like Russian underage lesbian schoolgirls have a song. I'm like, sorry, what? What? So I saw it and I went, oh, this is trashy as fuck, man. Even like what age was, I was young enough then when that came out. And even mm. then I was like, it's trashy. But because I heard, man, that song is a good song. 
It's a, I, okay. I've a lot of time for that. It's very Don't fucking strange. So it's obviously the two Russian young ones that are marketed heavily by Ivan Shapalova. Shapalova love. Are they actually Shapalova. sisters, yeah? No, not at all. Really? Lena Katan Katani Kati oh sorry, Lena Katina and Julia Volkova. All right. Um they have two other songs. You know that song? Not gonna get us. They're not gonna get yeah, us. Yeah. What are we talking about? We're not describing what's after us. It could be anything. They're not gonna get us. Uh, and the, my favorite song with them, All About Us, is a mm. great fucking song, man. That's just such a great song. But the reason I picked all the things she said is because that's the one where people go, Everyone oh yeah. Knows like, and like, it was banned on a lot of stations when it first came out with the video. You know, the song is... The song itself is not remotely controversial, really. No, it's the video. Yeah, it's the video. It's that video. Um, that vi- I'm, uh, I'm just mad into that video. I'm not so much into it now that it, you've just told me the way it's sisters. But... Yeah, you see, I wasn't really mad into the video. I thought it was like, like in my head I went, good move. Marketing-wise, like it's risky. That's about, that's about as much you, as you can get away with right now. In mm. 2002, they pushed your man, even Shapovalov, whatever, pushed it to the absolute threadbare minimum that he was allowed to push good taste. Mm. Like the very fact that he got away with teenage, you know, schoolgirl lesbians is pretty fucking impressive. What year did that come out? It was like 2000 and... 2002. Yeah. yeah. That's 2002. So that album, Jesus, an awful, <laughs> awful, awful name. Do you know what? This album, 2,000 Kilometers in the Wrong Lane, is produced by Trevor Horn from The Bugles, who we've mentioned so many times. Yeah, we have. We have. He's a a super producer. Yeah. Like, like, I don't mean like he's a super. Yeah. Like, he's in in one word, super producer. Like, he's he's done so much uh, outside The Bugles that we should really do, like, a podcast. He he should have came up in our podcast. producer just, yeah to be fair does it yeah um, yeah we'll be he'll, he'll be a lot of them um that album they're all their albums have apparently because russia has such a problem with piracy mm. you'll never know how many people had that album apparently everyone in russia had it in their house mm. but it only sold well, it only sold a hundred thousand i think Jesus, that's not a lot for that for that era sorry and apparently five hundred thousand people had it so like it's just <laughs> Five times was boot, five hundred times bootlegged. Fucking hell. But, but for every, for every album, one, yeah. for every one, sorry, maybe fifty. Sorry, fifty. I don't know. Yeah, a lot anyway. Yeah, that, that's Russia for you, though. They're they good covered, at that. They covered. They're good at um, that. Well, do you remember what happened in Russia? It was. It was uh, the piracy of movies was so bad. They had to release a new format called R five. Do you remember this? R five. Yeah. R five. R five. Right. Yeah. Was a disc released before, so about about maybe f- a month after it came out in the cinema. Well, they were figuring out how to put it onto DVD, and you know, or they already knew they were just waiting. There was a, a wait period before it goes onto DVD. It used to be three years, didn't it, or something? Yeah, uh, like I don't remember. Eighties used to be years. Before it was definitely it years and years. Yeah, it was definitely a long time before. Like, yeah, you, you could watch it at home. So. So in Russia, the bootlegging and piracy was so prevalent and so damaging that they released a new format called R5. So it was basically 
instead of it was around the DVD era, they would release it in VHS format on a disc in Russia that you could buy. VHS format on a disc? Like, sorry, VHS quality. Ah. So for a while, we could download R5s. I remember the R5s, like, yeah. Of like, it would be a very bad VHS quality. Yeah, they were like the... Almost pixelated uh, copy. The way there's like... There's famous names. Like, yeah, yeah. There's like famous names of poetry, like Yiffy and stuff like that. So he'd like the, the R5. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember the so R5s. They'd flood, they'd flood the market with R5 discs that would actually go towards, as far, as far as I know, I haven't really looked into this property. This is what I remember. It's talking, we're talking 10, 15 years ago. From what so it's like controlled piracy. Controlled piracy. Basically, like almost like the methadone to the heroin. They'd give yeah. you a war down, a crappier version of it, just as long as you. Just a placeholder yeah. until the proper good yes, quality one could be exactly. put out. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, that that's what I remember now. I could be I could be I'm open to, to correction there. Mm. But um they also Tatsu also did a cover of The Smith's How Soon Is Now. Really? It's I like it a lot. I've always liked their cover of it, like a lot. But it, you know what it is? It's because it's like a, so you'll say it's going to happen now. <laughs> it's really, it's badly sung. Yeah, badly like they, sung. They learned it phonetically. Yeah, the production, like their first album being done by Trevor Horn, that that fucking that's impressive. That really is impressive. Now your man, their manager produced all the things she said. Single, where he learned at home. You know, he he's a Russian. He went, "Oh, will YouTube? I will YouTube. Yeah, uh, how to to produce on the Fruity Loops? A and fucking hacked version of Audacity or something? A hacked an R five, an R five version. Of that. No, and uh, it wouldn't then, be Audacity. It would have been an audition. Audition is the fucking. Audition, that's the maybe. one. No, no, uh, cakewalk. Cakewalk, yeah, fucking Sony plus. Yeah. Or Sony had one as well for a while. Mm. Sony had a. Some sort of sort of music making software, but um, Sonar. Uh, they broke up a few years ago because apparently they hate each other now. Oh, for real? Uh, because do you do you, you want to know a secret about tattoo? Uh, yeah. They were never lesbians. Of course they weren't. <gasps> so I far. don't know. I don't know. No, I'm not gonna say that. I can't say that. <laughs> well, go on, say no, that. I can't say that. No, I can't. Hang on. How how to word it? Oh, hang on! Don't 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 say disparaging comments about the LGBTQ plus. Uh, You've done so in the past, and we've got away with it. No, I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not going to say it. Um, okay. No. Uh, Are you trying to find ways to get around yeah, saying something yeah. dirty and horrible? And shit? no, no, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not like terrible. No, but it could yeah, it could be taken wrong. So now we'll leave it at that. And, uh, oh come no. on! Mm-mm. You know, you know, it's just going to be people are just going to ask us on Saturday what you meant, so we can say it then. We, yeah, well, if I drink a lot of whiskey, whiskey maybe I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. So, Yulia Volkova had voice problems for the entirety of her career, and I'm not surprised because she sings at what sounds like a pitched-up version of like super, like super, the fan. super high. Here's the fan. Out of here again. Actually, love that sound. I don't. Um, I'm waiting on fucking Amazon to actually, uh, on terms of eBay, I got my new fan on. Shut up, fan. I think Yulia was the uh, black-haired girl and Lena was the red, red-haired red girl. She got pregnant by her boyfriend and there was a funny quote saying, um, she said that you weren't supposed to give me the kinder with a surprise. I thought that was very funny. You weren't supposed to give me the kinder with the surprise. Oh, kinder is obviously... What, yeah. what, what, what's German for child? It's not definitely German not Russian. German for sure, no. 
Ja, Babushka is, is that, is that, no. Uh, Babushka, Polish. Uh, Babushka, Babushka is, uh, is little girl, I don't know. Yeah, yeah Babushka's grandmother in Polish. Uh, and, and, and maybe, I think all Slavic languages, close enough to it. Well, listen, um, this was, as far as I know, it broke loads of, like, the first Russian album ever to this, the first Russian album single to ever. The, like, it broke all the sort of, it was Russia's first biggest export. Uh, the, uh, apart from Gorky Park, yeah. Mm. That was the one before. But Russia hadn't got really anything uh, that crossed over the mainstream. Because Russia's mu- a lot of Russia's music is lives and dies in Russia. Oh, yeah. It's a huge... Well, we talked we about this before. It's the biggest country in the world. Yeah. So it's... Um, it's so it they certainly have their, has... They have, they, have, like, yeah, they have, like, strains and branches of their own yeah. techno that live and die before we ever will ever hear about them. The mad they've scenes. Got, yeah, mad got, scenes. They've got, like, uh, gangster prison ballads, the way... Mm. It's mad. They've just got mad different types of... What's, what's the name of that Russian fucking... That, that, that rap group? Uh, Moscow Death Brigade. Yeah, well, they, they, like they broke out. Yeah, they broke out. But apart from, like, Russia, for such a giant country with... With, like a long history in music as well, to be fair, but mm. it's very it's kept in it's kept in house. I suppose it's, it's, it's echo chamber in-house. to a degree as well. Like if, if you could, you've got millions, like millions upon millions upon millions of people living there. Yeah. Like, like do, do you really need to export it? Like that, that'd be great and all. We don't yeah. need to. You can sell a shit ton in your home country and tour your home yeah, country yeah. for the entire year. Well, listen, that's um. That's tattoo. Whenever I tell people, they're like, "Oh yeah, I know I like that." And, and in my head, I'm like, "You know what, man? The, the, the f- fake marketed marketed lesbians has never been my thing." But I'm not joking you. I really like that music, and I love how it was produced. I absolutely love the sound of yeah, it. There's loads of rock put into it. There's loads of rock put into it, and uh, it's real uh, echoey and evil as well. It is dark, man. It's really dark yeah. for pop, but it's rushy, you know. What? Uh, who's your next one? Uh, continue on, continue on with my uh, current trend of uh, kind of crappy nineties hip hop. We're, we're slightly evolving now. Okay, we're we're slightly evolving out of hip hop. We're, we're kind of on the cusp of something else. So I picked Heavy D and the Boys, and now that we found love. Now that we found love, what are we gonna do? It would be smirch you for plenty liking that song. Plenty of people. Avoid really? that is not. I don't think that's kind of cool enough um, to get a pass. I yeah, you see, I, like, so. you trying to say, like, much in the way that, like, I like Anastasia, you don't just, like, you love that song. Like, I love You champion that, that song. I would, I, like, I want that song uh, engraved on my headstone. Now that we found love. Is that a sample from another? I don't song? care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care I didn't even look into it that much I'll tell you what I looked into because like I said I, I went through a hundred different songs and I wanted to I wanted to stumble upon a little cool factoid that I could talk about as well as my love of the song so okay. um, the Hackenberg is coming back up lads Jesus Christ Hackenberg I'm going to get a slug get a slug in you're going to push the Hackenberg down with more Hackenberg yeah pretty much literally coming up get down there oh get Dude, back please go and buy yourself a fucking six pack oh, of literally fuck. anything else drink back some there. of that drink some of that lacquer fluid killer you put on your door 
the paint stripper. Yeah. Paint stripper. Lacquer, lacquer killer. Lacquer killer. Lacquer killer. Yeah. Lacquer killer. No good one desire. Lacquer killer. is lacquer killer. I have new headphones as well, and the cable's too Tell long. So, no, there's nothing, do you know what? There's nothing worse. The only thing worse than a, a cable too short is the cable too long. Oh, this it, is it, it drags it down, yeah. it gets caught under its fucking chair. It's outrageous. Stop. Stop. One meter is perfect. It Nobody is. needs a two or a three meter headphone cable. Do you know, you know what, what I, mean? I feel? I feel there should be an option to just or else package it with an extender, but don't yeah. add it on without the ability to not have that. But you, know. you remember, you used to get the ones that had a little winder, but they were kind of messy. They had a little, you mean little the, the coil in the middle, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. kind of messy and they weighed it down when they were hanging out ears. Anyway. They, they weigh it down anyway, yeah. yeah. Tell me about this song. On, Heavy on D and the Boys, right? So uh, Heavy D and the Boys are one of the first groups signed to Uptown Records. Now, Uptown Records, it's not a massive name. It's not like talking about Def Jam or fucking uh, Interscope or whatever, you know, Death Row. Right. It doesn't, doesn't have that that thing, but it's it's just as important. Yeah. Uptown Records, um, Uptown Records Town was... Yeah, Uptown Rex. You know what? Um, <laughs> Uptown Records is where we got the Notorious B.I.G. from. Um, now, it, it possibly, this is going to sound like heresy, but possibly more importantly than where we got Biggie from, this is where we got Puff Daddy from. Puff yeah. Daddy was an intern at Uptown Records. So he was literally like sweeping the fucking floor and whatever, making coffee, making tea, the whole shebang. Um, and it was with Heavy D and the boys, they were the first act signed to it. Um, the label was started by uh, two other rappers and uh, it was just kind of a small enough thing. And one of the first people, the first group that they signed was Heavy D and the boys. And one of the first people that they heard was Sean Combs. So, uh, Heavy D and the Boys was the, one of their big hairs at the start until Biggie came along. They had mm-hmm. uh, Mary J. J. Blige for a while as well. But uh, Biggie was one of the guys who kind of got behind pushing Puffy um, as A&R because he was kind of out on the street all the time going to all the gigs. So he got signed He's as... A cutthroat motherfucker. Exactly. So he went from being an intern, literally making tea and coffee in the studio or whatever the fuck, to being A&R to becoming a producer eventually and then starting his own fucking bad boy off the back of that. Um, so he took B.I.G. from Uptown to his new label, Bad Boy, which is when Biggie kind of exploded, you know? That's right. That was in the movie, wasn't that? Yeah, movie? yeah. They, they put it into that movie, yeah. Um, Heavy D and the Boys. So that's, that's, actually a, that's actually a good film. Yeah. Notorious. Yeah, Notorious. As far as, as, far as rap biops, biopics go. Better than two packs. That was, a tr- that was fucking garbage. Fucking KVI Tupac, fucking. They had they had fucking. more they had more to work with, and they did less with less. more. Fuck, they did less with more. Shocking. The bloke they the bloke they hired to play Tupac, first of all, was about twenty years too old. Like that. Co- <laughs> hey, do you know who we look like? Do you know? Do you remember the Chappelle show? Yeah. Do you remember Ashy Larry? <laughs> like Ashy Larry. Fucking the Chappelle show. He was a famous comedian in his own right, and his name has just left me. Um, but he, he was he was actually on a podcast. Donnell Rawlings. Yeah. Donnell Rawlings. He was yeah. on a podcast. Oh, he does look like him. He does. He looks like him, right? He looks like actually Larry. Donnell Rawlings was actually on a podcast with the RZA on um, Joe Rogan a couple of months ago, which is mad interesting because RZA's mad chill, and Rawlings was losing his fucking marbles, just screaming and shouting all the time. 
and fucking right. Riz, is, Riz is trying to talk about meditation and Rogan's trying to like tread the needle between this cunt he was out of his goddamn mind and this real soft-spoken bloke he's trying to talk about the tale of fucking meditation. Um, but yeah, the bloke they, they heard to play uh, Tupac literally looks like Ashley Larry. He's about 20 years too old. He doesn't really look like Tupac. Um, he, he, oh, it was a horrific film. Horrific film. Anyway, Heavy D and the boys. Remember, yeah, uh, go on. Do, do you remember there was a remember that fucking TV show Moesha? Yes. There was a lad in that that looked like fucking Tupac man. Was Moesha not star? Fredro star. Fredro Fred star. Fucking star man was that kid <laughs> who was massively, massively fucking influenced by Tupac. And he looked like him. So, but that show was nineties. He was he was like basically a couple of years younger than Tupac. He never could have done it unless they were going to make a movie. Basically, while Tupac was still alive, still alive which yeah. is no point making that while that cunt was still in films. But that lad, that lad, Fredro Starr. Mm, I remember him. Was it wasn't Moesha Brandy? Yes. Mm, mm. She was in our killers. <laughs> she was in our killers podcast. Pre, yeah, she was. Yeah, oh, she was. She was Moesha before she killed people, though. Yeah. She kill people. Well, you know, we went through it. She, she, we, she was, she was flaunted as a killer in the show, but we came to the conclusion that she was not, not a killer. Yeah, she was involved in a in a killering. Yeah. So you were talking. Sorry, you. Were, I, I took a completely. Uh, my la, my last two little there. last two little things about Heavy D uh, and the boys was that uh, they were found. Does heavy, does heavy D mean Heavy Dick? No. At least I think his, his name is probably Daryl, and he's a big fat cunt. Uh, it might have a big giant fucking dick who knows hopefully fair play I think he's dead I think he's dead I'm not sure Um, the group performed on two Jackson's songs they performed on Janet Jackson's All Right and they performed on Michael Jackson's Jam Jam that's right you're right because his stuff was produced by Teddy Riley, who did the, that uh, Dangerous album, which we've talked about on a... Many occasions. Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Art? Uh, yeah, Raiders of the Lost Art. Art, yeah. yeah. With albums that people would be surprised I was not happy with. And, uh, yeah. We Jesus, should have uh, to do one of them. He did die. He did. He died in 2011. I actually have it written down in front of me. He died in 2011 from a, a pulmonary embolism related to deep vein thrombosis. Which is what you get from being What's on planes. What's that when, when your leg shoots up into your heart and gives you all the bad blood? What is that? It's like well, pulmonary, pulmonary embolism when your veins can't hack the blood anymore. They either blow that's up. A, that's a fucking bullshit way to go, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, deep vein thrombosis is what you get on planes. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, some people have to wear those like mad socks, the real tight socks. socks. Yeah. Like, well, how would you even know? Like, you could die without knowing you needed them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's my first time in a plane. Oh, is it your Pop. first time? Do you want to meet the pilot? <laughs> my leg yeah. exploded. Off you go, son. Anyway, that was Heavy D and the boys. Who is your next All one? Right. Sail away with me, honey. This David Gray. Sail I away. I fucking love that album. I don't really care about the rest of it. That album. I don't know the rest of it. I don't need to. Ireland doesn't need to know the rest of it because let me tell you something about David Gray, right? Sail away. When this came out again, all my rocker mates, this fucking David Gray thing in the charts, fucking shite, blah, blah. I'm like, I was working in Golden Discs when this came out. Yeah. And I, it was on, it was on, like, when it would finish, Loop. we would press start again. Yeah. And again. 
and again. And I wouldn't mind, but the mo- when, I, when we finally got a break to go downstairs, the movie that was on loop was this year's love the movie <laughs> with his song playing about three or four times. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> and I still didn't know <laughs> because that album is it, fucking brilliant, man. 10 out of 10. Straight I don't up, care. Don't care. Absolutely brilliant album. Yeah. And his voice. Okay. It, it's an acquired taste because it's, it's a bit Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah. No problem though. But did you know? And I probably did know. You probably did know. This is, this is, this album was initially released in 1998, but yep. we re-released in yep. 2000, where it found it found a new lease of life. And where did it find a new lease of life? Right here, son. Right here in Ireland, man. Right here in Ireland, Cork and Dublin championed this album, sold. It's you know why? Because of one place. Because of one place. Right. Well, listen. Before we get into that, David Gray is in England. I thought he was Welsh. Uh, is he not Welsh? No, he's English. He's from sure? Manchester. I thought he was he's a fucking. He's a dirty Man United fan. Is he? Apparently, yeah. He's, in, he's now he's from Manchester. No, I thought I thought maybe he lives <laughs> in Wales, but I, for a, a long time I thought he was Welsh. Mm. No, he's from Manchester. Um, oh, was wh- why did, we 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 know it got big in Ireland, but why did it? Tell me. Oh, uh, fuck! I probably knew this at one stage. Uh, I don't know. Tell me. You were about to tell me where it got big. Oh, where? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, hang on. I have my volume turned up too high and everything sounds weird. <laughs> um, uh, Whelan's. Whelan's. He Whelan's done. Gig, he, was it? he started. Uh, it wasn't just one gig. He'd done a run. He, I think he might have lived here for a while. There was a big right. thing when White Ladder came out. Uh, like you said, it, he, it kind of came out a couple of years before done a little bit, not much. Then got re-released. Yeah. Um, he done a run of gigs in Wheeland. I think he started playing on like the front bar, literally just with his guitar sitting in, yeah. in the crowd. It wasn't on the stage, any other type of shit. And uh, people got yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then um, so he he moved from there into the main room, and he, st- he kind of done a little residency, I think. And uh, people got mad into it. And then all yeah. the this was uh, this was one of the first examples of of uh, uh, an album that had been uh, partially recorded at home. It was like a home recorded kind of oh, album. Right, okay. um, I don't think all of it was, but a good whack of it was recorded in this gaff. So when you're listening, if you've got like a good sound system and you've got like proper copy on record or a proper good like original CD or whatever, and you listen, I have been meaning to pick up the re-release because it was released twenty year anniversary or thirty. Yeah, years? yeah, a couple of months ago. Anniversary, just, a couple of months ago. There's a box set where they spread out the album over three or four LPs. It's only eighty quid. I th- I think I like the album that much. I only, think. only. Yeah, but I think it's worth it. I think that's one of those. Please albums. forgive me if I pass on eighty quid. But you can get the normal one for twenty quid. Um, yeah, or twenty five. It's, it's, it's a fucking. Oh, I don't care, man. I know that it's people slag the shit. Out shit. But loads one, of my mates. Loads of my mates give me fucking mad stick. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's just one of those griefy fucking albums. I love it. But one of the things was because it was recorded at home. If you listen to it properly, you can hear stuff like cars going by while he's recording vocals and people walking by his front window because he was living in some bed set or some shit. Yeah. Um, there was a rumour that parts were recorded here in Dublin. I don't know about that. Um, Maybe. I, I'm not well, totally sure. But I know he was here for a good while, um, jumping between Cork and Dublin, like you said, and yeah. it got a big, massive push here. And then all of a sudden, the Brits fucking copped it. And then for, a, for about two years, 
I will have um, him back. They will have him back now that he's big now. Um, yeah, and he but I think the next America one as well. To be honest, he done well in the states. I think he might have scored a film or something. Um, he. Well, it was the, it was that that movie this year's love with yeah, Ian McGregor. I think I'm not sure. Um, because I know the next album, loving. the next album was that Lost Songs one, which was like all the stuff before that, or a lot of the stuff before that. We just he didn't have time to record an album. He was that big. He needed something else. He had to make the money yeah. to record the next album. So I listen. Here's all the fucking old shit. Bang it out. We can actually have a copy of that here. Um, somewhere I have a little. I so. never, I, you know what? I never got into last songs. Yeah. No, it's not good because it's yeah, it's all no. his old show. Who cares? Um, yeah, you no. pretty much got White Ladder, and I think there's one other album that's good. But White Ladder was one of those. It's like Therapy Trouble Gum. It's just a moment in time. Yeah. All all the pistons were firing, the stars aligned, fucking you name it, bish bash bosh. There's not a wasted well, moment. And well, I this it. album, this album sold before it sold fuck all in England. It, before it did anything in England, it sold 100,000 copies in Ireland, which is massive. That's him. huge. So, and he said, he's quoted here to say, at one stage, I was loading up my Volkswagen Golf, taking 2,500 copies to a freight airport to get them <laughs> to Ireland for Christmas. Madness. They were, him and his record, like the, his manager had his hallway full of, white letters sending them to Ireland <laughs> like they were just on the way to Ireland because and then eventually they knew eventually because it's, if something goes number one in Ireland England's going to go hang on a second this lad's English something's happening oh yeah exactly yeah. exactly um, I think it's sold take over him back million, between, between three and four million copies it's a lot of copies word. a lot of copies right um, here it was number one in Ireland for six weeks before it was anything in England mm. so uh, you know what man it's Sail super. Away was the song I picked because I listened, I listened to the album True again the other day and uh, Please Forgive Me is great because it's Please Forgive Me is it like a, a, a normal ballad guitar song but the producer went you know what we'll do we'll double up the drums and we'll slow it all down mm. half time on guitar and it's such a weird fucking sounding song Yeah, this, this, I, I, think it's, I think it's the fuckery that makes the album you know you listen to like Babylon it's got it's got that like yeah. shitty kind of drums. Of yeah, just mad like electronic Yeah, not, not too, not too electronic No, just no, just slightly off. It, yeah. yeah, slightly yeah. off kilter kind of back and stuff that makes uh, it. Listen, yeah, I've nothing more to say about this. Look, you either like White Ladder and you had it in your gaff, you either mm. love it or you fucking hate it, one or the other. So for me, it's a controversial one because a lot of people still find it very hard to, to understand. My sister's hating I think Linda hates him. Everyone I know fucking nice. Stick him out. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> to me it's like what happened if someone took Bob Dylan I'm like oh no yeah I get it so listen here's your next one uh, CNC Music Factory gonna make you sweat everybody dance now gonna make you sweat everybody, everybody dance now. from the gay Iron Forge in the Simpsons don't care again <laughs> don't Hot give a stuff fuck coming through I have a full-blown love affair with shitty old kind of house and electro music. Yeah, but that riff, though. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. When you can make, when you can make a violent riff with mm. three notes, mm. only three notes. And you can tell, and I think that was just some quick on the keyboard messing. They're like they're so close. Ah, oh, Jesus, they're so close on the keyboard. I'm playing it here. I've got a keyboard in front of me because I'm yeah. in a new location. It's fucking Sorry. batshit, man. Yeah. I have they're a mad just... love of shitty house and electro music. I just love it. I do as well. I do. <laughs> um, so they formed. You know, the what night- is, you know what it is? I think when me and you were growing up, 
we had so much house and dance thrown at us, but the only thing that stuck was the stuff with a touch of distortion or a touch oh, of yeah. dark, dark yeah. melody or something like that. About them. Like, I yeah. always found, like, uh, my uncle was mad at the house music and uh, like bits of techno and electro and all that. So there was always weird records um, in my grandmother's house. So whenever mm. I was over in my grandmother's house, I'd, I'd often just start digging through his records and whatever had a cool cover, you'd put that on. And I still remember loads of the stuff that he had um, that would have been like proper kind of clubbers music, you know? The yeah. stuff people who were going to clubs, taking yokes. DJ getting, pressure. All, all of this fucking malarkey. I, I fucking, I only remember half of it. Um, loads of it used to have like samples from Robocop movies and shit. Like, they were mad for samples. Um, deadly, yeah. From movie, sam- uh, movie samples. And um, uh, they, weren't, they weren't like novelty songs. They were just... Fucking obviously they weren't paying rights for it. it was banging it out and hoping for yeah. the fucking best. Uh, we talked we talked about that in the novelty song. Yeah, things. very much so. The the, uh, the deal with like sampling stuff it hadn't been fleshed out properly in terms of like copyright and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's why we enjoyed we enjoyed a great childhood with random shit. It was just a, such a mix of stuff. Like the, the, when I think back to what I listened to, um. Like I, I wasn't like I was a rocker, a rocker. You know what I mean? Like I had Iron Maiden t-shirts, Metallica shorts, whatever, and I had a a shitty fucking army parka, and I had long hair. But like I didn't just listen to that. You know what I mean? Mm. I was listening to fucking like electro, and I was listening to you know, bits of techno. I don't know a lot enough lot of techno, but I listened to it. Loads of hip hop, like whatever. You know, like even like Bob Dylan and stuff. I was mad for all that shit before I even knew that music was supposed to be different. You know? Good beat to good beat, man. But like, I was wearing all that clobber. I was wearing all the Iron Maiden gear and the Metallica gear and the skin tight, stretchy jeans and fucking big giant fucking high tech runners because that's the people I hung around with. That's what they were yeah. wearing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I did. We, like a, we, we, we did look like we, we did look like the average prodigy fan. Yeah, exactly. Well, me and you, yeah, I think I was the same, and a lot of my mates were the same. Um, I didn't. Ha- I never had a weird haircut. That's one thing I'll say. I'll never. Yeah. Except I, I could show, actually. There's a chance I might show a picture that I found recently of my haircut. I had a, I had the, I almost had a fucking mullet. Business oh, savage. I had a, like a, a spiked fringe, and a, oh. you know what, lads? I'm gonna show it. I'm gonna do, do it. it. I'm gonna, I'm you gonna should. get. A, just better get like fifty fucking likes, man. Like better get at least. Better get some good heat on the internet. If I post do, do it on, uh, do it on Monday evening after this podcast comes out. Yeah, I will. I'll post it. I'll post it because I had one of those haircuts. But that was a very young child. But growing up, I never had a strange haircut. But I would wear like in loads of them, loads of them. I had the un- like undershave. Loads. I had loads. I had loads of mates that were into all. All my mates. I'll tell you this from start from all the rockers to all the ravers. The one thing we could all talk about was the prodigy. Yeah, well, that, we'd meet up. We'd meet up in nightclubs. Metalers would meet up in nightclubs just dance to the fucking prodigy. Man. That's, that's the great thing about that. Yeah, that's Jesus that, Christ. That band. That for me is that's the first. That in particular, music for the Gilded Generation was the crossover album. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's that everything on the album just made sense. Let's stop, let's stop battering yeah. each other for a minute. Exactly. Um, so the main guy in CNC Music Factory was a guy called <laughs> David Cole, right? And uh, he was a producer for Mariah Carey, Aretha Franklin, James Brown, blah, 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 blah. Um, he died of AIDS in 1995. Um, don't be doing that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he brought another guy in called Robert, fucking hell, Seviles. Uh, yeah, Seviles. Robert Seviles. Um Barcelona. Yeah, so like CNC Music Factory is basically fucking Cole and Seville's. That's the CNC, you know. Um, now, 
there was a fucking sh- it gets real weird where they there was a bunch of people involved in CNC mu- Music Factory kind of over the years. Now the main guy, like I said, was David Cole, but he died in nineteen ninety five. But there was there at one stage there was like two or three touring versions of CNC Music Factory doing the rounds, and there oh, were all. Where it's yeah. like, that's my band. That's my. But yeah. there was eight bony M's at one stage. Yeah, um, they, they all ended ah, up kind of terrible. Su- terrible. suing each other and having trademark claims. Like they're still touring to this day. There's at least one or two CNC music factories um, doing the rounds. There was a, this, uh, I actually had um, there was another band originally on this list, and the, the name has fucking escaped me. But there was one of those that had uh, something very similar happen to them, where there was like I think there was four different versions doing the rounds at any given time. Um, yeah. This song, I, I can't, I just, it's one of those fucking just bangers. It stands alone. It just stands alone. It just fucking hits. And it's, do you know what you could do as well? You could batter someone to this song. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. 100%. Damn, 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 damn. Those are all digs. Those are all <laughs> uppercuts and fucking jawbreakers. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's smashed now. Exactly. Everybody's digging each other. I just that, I fucking could, love you it. Could, you could you could make love to that song or you could kill yeah. someone in stone One, absolutely. cold blood to that song. That's a great, I, I fucking love it. It's a great it. song, man. It's well, a great, it's song, great song. Um, but I don't think it's a... Uh, it's just not... Uh, it sounds dated. It's If it wasn't for that fucking... Uh, 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 like there's something timeless about no, that there's, thing. A, there's, a, there's like that ding 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 when it yeah. kicks in as that like 90s yeah what's that thing that 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 sample you always talk about where they have like ding 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 no or the trigger man be yeah i think that, that, that might that it. might be a, a fucking i think uh, it is that yeah. might be a rub of the trigger man beat in there yeah that fucking listen, bell yeah. that weird 808 belting um yeah listen who even cares about the rest of the, like their music who cares you know what I mean? It's I literally of songs, so yeah, exactly. Thing. And who cares? And I, I never will. Um, no, that's one of those riffs where the pauses make it. Oh, if that if that was like three percent faster, it would It wouldn't work. Shy. It's just has to, whatever that timing is, and I guarantee you that was just throw away. Just some fell out of the keyboard. Man, some, the, some of the best riffs are the notes that you don't play. Of course. <laughs> One hundred percent. It's it's the space in between the negative space. It is. And, anyway, who space, who yeah. is your next one? This is my last one, okay. and it was. You know what? Do you know who was nearly on this list before I had a bit of a fucking word with myself? Alanis Morissette was nearly on this because right. when I talk about loving Jagged Little Pill, yeah. the album, fucking hell, what a phenomenal album! I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I've ever listened to that album. Really? No lie. I know the fucking. I uh, want. You to know. What's the big song? I'm, I'm singing a happy for you. We don't know I'm any of that. To remind you, yeah, yeah, that way. The crowds are better to give to me. Yeah, right. that's that the big song. I know that bit. I know that song. Jesus, that album is. That album is like that got re-released recently as well, actually. Well, that would have been fucking what ninety eight. Jesus Christ! Uh-huh. I almost cancelled this meeting, deleting our entire thing. That would be no crack. I think it might have been ninety seven. Jagged little pill by Alanis Morissette was released in nineteen ninety five. Actually, there you go. dude, why are you not listening to that album? That's just an absolute. I just monumental, never, never done monumental it. Monumental time stamp of a fucking. 
I just never done it. I just, it's, again, we've talked about this before. Every now and again, something is passion, boy. Well, listen, it's basically a grunge album. Okay. It could be Hull, it could be Fiona Apple if she was a bit more angry. But we didn't pick Gladys Morrissey. We picked something that, this is my most embarrassing song on this. Okay. And I just give you a quick rundown of the ones they picked. Followed by Anastasia, Skrillex, Tattoo, David Gray. But this song is a disturbed song. Disturbed? Yeah, and it's not even like down with the sickness right and It's off their third album. And whenever I tell people about this, even disturbed fans go, really? <laughs> that's, how bad, I, that's how bad of a choice this is. I had the force one. I don't even know it was a force one. The fucking, ew, ah, 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 fucking song. Yeah. I, um, I had that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, I had that. the sickness. That's grand. Yeah. But this is like a song after a third album. And every time I I played it, I, I tried to play this when I was DJing and people were having absolutely none of it. But I think this is Disturbed's most underrated song. Okay. It's called Sons of Plunder. Lyrically, it's an absolute abomination. Okay. So it's from the 2005 album, 10,000 Fists, which is a terrible... That's a terrible album. name. Although I think... There's something about the album cover. I think it was drawn by... 10,000 fists. What's, what's your man that draws Spawn? Todd. Uh, Todd McFarlane. I think he drew the... Yeah, I bet you he did. I'm going to check that. I now. bet you he did. That sounds like something El Todd you do. Is that Todd McFarlane? It has to be Todd. Todd is McFarlane. It, is it kind of good, but shit? It's kind of scratchy, yeah. It's yeah, it's like, Todd McFarlane, yeah. It is Todd McFarlane, and he directed the music video for... Oh, he done uh, corn. 10,000 fists in the year. That's he done uh, Follow no. the Leader as well. That was yeah, oh, yeah, no, that's, I'm pretty sure this is him. So this, is, this song is about like an attack on the modern, at the time, music industry. Okay. Um, it's about like... Oh, Jesus, man. Like, is it when, them when like some, slagging people because they're getting slagged? No, it's someone slagging like people who get radio play. But at that time, the students were getting loads of radio play, so they're really good. Right, they were. They're, they're, they're like they're just thrown from one pedestal. They're thrown their dirt at another pedestal. Like, yeah. like I don't get that. Like if someone's if someone's unsigned, giving a lot of shit to like people only like Britney Spears and shit. Yeah, whatever. Cool. But that's the one thing I didn't get about the song. There's lots. There's lots to hate about Sons of Plunder, but. I'm gonna listen I, want to this. You, I want you to listen to that song and tell me what you think it is. Because I'll tell you what, right? It's the best example of the riff and melody that Disturbed had a knack for. Mm. But I still am very embarrassed that I like this song. I no, still... I don't get, I don't get I, embarrassed a lot. About, but Disturbed are a corny fucking uh, band, man. Garbage. Now, I'm, I'm going to te- tell you right now, we, we talked about this before, and I... I I might have, I don't know how I feel. It kind of changes on day to day. I don't know if I hate that disturbed sound of silence. I don't know if I, I do. I know I hate it. Yeah, I don't. I kind of literally, it's ever evolving. The people everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I hate it. It's just, it's fucking mutating like that contagion virus in my head, that song. I just, I, don't, I can't decide. I can't decide. Fuck you, Hackenberg. People seeing without speaking. Oh, it's yeah. fucking atrocious, man. No, it's I don't so know. bad. Yeah, I don't, it might be so... bad enough for me to like it. Do you know what? I ha- might have a different angle on it because I have to hear people doing that karaoke. Ah. 
So yeah, that might make sense because I definitely make, don't. Yeah, you don't have to do. I that. definitely don't have to listen to people at karaoke. I just remember seeing a video of like I don't know, like the Detroit Fire Department giving disturbed an award because like. Yo, man, that song like meant a lot to us. We're here at the fire department every day, and we have it on the truck. And I was like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, like two steps down from Five Finger Death Punch, Troops Metal. Yeah, pretty much. Basically, our Troops Metal. Seven Strings. Can you imagine how how good it would be if you were a scumbag killing people to down with the sickness, though? In a time, you'd be timing it. You'd be timing it and all, wouldn't you? One hundred. We doing that like like drowning pill. Let the bodies hit the floor, and all you'd be like, "Can I just stop?" Oh man, finger like off the trigger right. for a second. That's what you'd be doing. That song is start. Be mowing cunts down. Exactly. The playlist is playing. That song comes on. Stop shooting for a second. Start breathing. Just get. You'd be there going like, "Hang on, hang on." Uh, get a big gang Corporal, of innocent Corporal, civilians Corporal, in the middle of that, that square. Weapon, Corporal, put that weapon in your hand. Like, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, I, think, I think this is. I think this is a school. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is this is a civilian school. I'll tell you what, son. His blast. Let the bodies. He's, hit the, the, he's already shooting. Already exactly. unloading that man. Milling down women school. and children. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let the bodies. Yeah, listen. And I've, even, I've said this for see, years. Down with the, down with the sickness is, is not as as aggressive, but it would still be. It's just that fucking. Oh, wah, like you fucking. Because it's. You know, just that start. It's a great intro. You know what I mean? It's brilliant. No, it's like, like Disturbed have a lot of talent, and the guitar yeah. boys. I think your man's name is Dan something. Oh, he's a, he's a he's a really good guitarist. The riffs are great. David Framian, the singer, is supposedly a great a cunt dickhead, mm. whatever. And I do feel embarrassed when he I he looks found like Dana White, doesn't he? he uh, Not just because he's bald. He has the same type of face. You know, he's got that like. Uh, you remember Boglands? Remember that toy from the eighties? Does like, look like a Boglands? Looks like a Boglands. Does look like a Boglands? <laughs> like Dana White and the singer from the store look like Boglands. They they have like big. It's like someone drew yeah. a picture of a stupid cunt's face. Yeah, well, like the reason I picked this song is because I think even amongst disturbed fans, they think that this is a bit too cheesy. It's okay. a song, but man, like structurally. I'm impressed with this song. I've always yeah. been impressed with this song. I think the album, looking back on it, I, I'm slightly embarrassed that I ever listened to any Disturbed, to be perfectly honest with you. But there's a f- I only had oh, that geez. album, that first one, because that was, it's what you're doing when you were that it's age and that did. album came out. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's, just, it's literally and what you're By the way, Down With The Sickness is nowhere near as good as the very first song, Voices on the album, Voices. Oh, yeah? Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the fourth song, yeah. It's a big voice, though. It's too big, nearly. You know, he's he's like, got, he's, he has a phenomenal voice. Yeah, but it's too it big, man. Yeah, it's too big. It, it, you know, you're right. It can be too big. It's just he's going you know he's good. full he's on good. all the time. Do you know how good the story would have been if they could have done a bit of like grill in there? Oh, yeah, yeah, a bit of dirt. The way, the way, like, the Fucking, but uh, fucking down with the sickness, lads. Yeah, yeah. More Jesus. that. Brian, I'm hammered. I'm not gonna lie to you. Drink that full bottle of wine. Oh, just drinking the wine. I didn't hear you taking any I, soupy soups. And now I've been very. I'm on antibiotics and painkillers, and I have drank a bottle of wine. So that's and you move gaff as well around. in the middle of a pandemic. You're allowed. Well, I shouldn't have been moving any bodily parts during it. Yeah, look, you're I allowed. You're allowed to do stuff. 
basically what are you going to do when I'm in, in the middle of moving gaff you, you need to go home well I am going home yeah how about that I'm between homes right now do you want the Stop old that home that I'm not allowed in or the new no, one no I had I, I did what a lot of people want anxiety to do I already had this conversation with the guards in my head yeah oh yeah yeah I decided, I decided yeah. to not no matter how much of an absolute and I'm sorry lads for anyone listening outside of Dublin whatever big fucking tick ignorant culture cunt I got I was going to be sounds to him regardless oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Like I go, lads, appreciate what you're doing, but I'm in the middle of a move. There's not the the red the keys have been handed over. It's already been organised well before this lockdown, so there's nothing I can do about it. Oh, and the guards, like, all I've heard is from the when you're driving around, the guards have been super fucking sound. Ah, yeah, super. Hundred I I have I feel like I have this advantage, right? Because even though I am 100 percent Dublin, I spent fucking an awful lot of time uh, in the in fucking like Wicklow in the in the, the sticks. Uh, yeah, when I was younger, so well, I don't feel I, like a Dubliner for a start. I know I sound um, like one, but I don't feel like a Dubliner. Yeah, like I, I'm definitely from Dublin, but I always consider myself to be like fifty percent culty, right? But you definitely, I, I, I know what you, I know what you mean. Yeah, but like for what I'm just trying to say before you go into that point, I'm from Blanche. We're like a little limbo. Yeah, yeah, you're you, you grew Blanche up, you grew up between Cabra. And it's a down thing. Wicklow. Uh, yeah, yeah, jumping around there. Yeah, yeah, Cabra, Wicklow, Glasnevin, Finglas, whatever, you name it, I was there. Um, mm. But I have this thing, whenever I talk um, in particular to people from the country, but like double so if it's a cop, I start talking like I'm from the country. And I don't oh. do it. I don't. I do I it do that as well. absolutely accidentally, but I do it in like this real kind of sympathetic way. Like I don't, I, I, I don't put it on, um, I'm not like say, I don't say to myself. Oh, say say that word this way. I just I have this. No, I know I that they that, have this kind of. Have that. I, yeah, I they have, have this kind of head roll that. that they do. You know, this kind of <laughs> little drawl. And I'll just throw a couple of words into a sentence that have that little head roll and the drawl, and I can I've see them no, going. I've noticed the words that I've said it on, and the one of the word is now. I go. I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's little no, things like yeah. that, but that's enough for a copper to go like, oh, he's not a scumbag. He's not. He's not back, especially me. Exactly. I tattoos my hands and my fingers and all. So, like, even when I talk to the cops, it's it's, it's I'm like it's like a fucking uh, medieval meeting. I have to turn palms out towards them and shit so they don't see it. Like, I'm trying to get yeah. a taxi. I have to make sure the taxi drivers can't see the back of my hands because I've tattoos on them. So, and it's the same with the cops because the cops see shit on your fucking whatever with your arms and your legs. They don't really give a fuck, but like your hands. It's just instant fucking door bag. So are you into the devil and all? It, it's kind of. There's a little bit of that, but I just <laughs> always make sure I'm talking to the cops. I always have my palms out turned, and yeah. I'd, I'd be talking with with my hands and with my arms. Jesus, and all that's that. weird to turn your palms out. Like, are you, isn't like, it? You look like you're either constantly begging or explaining yourself. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's like Seinfeld and giving it the whole fucking. Do you, do you do you have you've one left? Do you? I've one left. Let's do it. Let's do okay, my last one is eight oh eight state. Now, this is where it gets complicated. Right. Yeah, I originally... I don't know how I feel about that, so I don't know how to give you either stick or, or sympathy. I can't give you either, really. Okay. So, 808 State were uh, formed in Manchester in 1987. Um, the name comes from the Roland 808 drum machine. And um, They started off as a hip-hop group, but they eventually kind of evolved into this kind of acid housey type of fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, it was originally three guys, Martin Price, Graham Massey, and Gerald Simpson. Uh, Martin Price was kind of the main guy. Um, they don't, they don't an awful lot of stuff uh, that, that you were into. Um, they ended up doing remixes from Manson. Um, they done done a remix, uh, "Skin Up Pin Up" for the Spawn soundtrack. 
that was uh, their yes. mix Mark of that. Todd McFarlane. Exactly. Now, it was a weird mix of kind of new wave and electro. Um, yeah, I always had. I always thought these guys were like, I put them in with the low fidelity all stars and even the yeah the um, and stuff. I always thought they were a bit more. Okay, so kind of basically, what they were. This is. Um, they were very instrumental in the Madchester scene. Mm. Right? Now, okay. this, exactly, I'm not into that at all. But there <laughs> are songs, <laughs> there are songs from that era that I kind of like. There's a couple of Stone Roses songs and a couple of Happy Monday songs that I like. Oh, yeah. But, like, no, listen, like, like what I'm saying is, like, I could pick out songs, but I'm glad I was never there. Me and exactly. you wouldn't have liked that no. scene. No, because that, that what was fucked up about the Manchester scene is it came from electronic music and took it kind of evolved into guitar. And it's, I can't think of any other style of music that ever done that. Like, even the people, no, you have to give it to the English from the Prodigy to Happy Mondays to the crossover is fucking astounding a, yeah. in England. Yeah, no, yeah, they have, yeah well, fair. you think of like Rolling Stones, some kind of bluesy stuff in the straight up kind of rock and roll, yeah. and like they, they, let's give it to them. You're dead right from Mersey beat to pop. Like they, in terms of like genre change and bands, the, the Brits have a fucking nailed. Um, but I fucking the I like a load of those Manchester bits and pieces, but I hate the fucking term Manchester and everything to do with it. And those those stupid little fisherman's hats that they wore. I just hate the fact that like cunts on a Friday night would go to a fucking like rave and take seventeen pills, and then the next day yeah. they'd go and see the Stone Roses and take twenty five pills. I, I can't I can't match them up in my head. I get it. No, I understand. There's a there's such a there was such a crossover in genres at such a fast rate that like. So you, let's say let's just pretend we're talking about two brothers here. One of them is seventeen, and one of them is twenty. Yeah. There's a crossover in a household of music where that's basically the Happy Mondays have to be the catalyst of all that, really, don't they? They're they're definitely up there. I think the Happy Mondays were the ones who told the lion between um, the two cells. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> they had DJs yeah. and stuff involved as well. You know what I mean? Um, the common the denominator realistically is getting fucked on drugs. Just get getting mashed, regardless of what, whether yeah. it's light music or or electronic, it doesn't matter. Eight oh eight state. I heard this song in your face. I fucking love this fucking song. I fucking love this song. Everything about this song is fucking stellar. The fucking shitty synths, the shitty drums, the fucking everything, the crappy sample, the fact that it just loops back and forward. One of the things I like about this, even though it was kind of, like they call it the fucking acid house, and I don't know, there's too many different genres in electronic for me. Um, They call it acid house, which usually means it's a little bit more temperamental. If I think of like acid rap, um, it's a little bit more kind of edgy. It's not as standard. I don't think this is edgy stuff at all. I think this is real. I think most 808 state stuff is kind of safe. It's really good, but it's kind of safe. And if you told people that like one of your favorite electronic groups were 808 State, I think they might fucking laugh at you. The only people... Yeah, I know what you're saying. They were kind of the outliers of, of that whole thing. And I yeah. even me, like I was mad into all that, but I, 808 State, I got bits and bobs, but I never yeah. felt the need to delve into them. The like, only he, people I, who I did... Into low f- Go on. 
Yeah, the only people who did go into 808 state, like full on, like fucking dick and balls in hand, like, oh my God, were the cunts who were mad into Stone Roses and fucking, you know, Reverend Black Grape or fucking, oh, sorry, Black Grape, Reverend Black Grape, that's a song, Black Grape and, and fucking, you know, all the mad Chester fucking bands. They were the only ones who kind of were full bore bananas in the 808 state. The, the electronic community were like me because one of the big things that that 808 state done was loads of their songs sampled like joy division and new order and the jam they were heavily invested in that fucking kind yeah. of a new wave and kind of mod scene as well like the guys started off like i said as a hip-hop group so they're obviously very eclectic so mm. you're, t- you're dealing with guys who are like ended up making music that they maybe necessarily weren't actually into so they wanted to make hip-hop music but they listened to fucking new wave and punk and 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 fucking mod and soul and they ended up with this fucking acid house like what the fuck you know what i mean when you mix you you run all that into a brain and like even when you don't try to mix them things together just your aesthetic everything you apply to music comes out in a in a like it spits it out like a computer. You, you, you have no control. You have no control on w- which bits mix together with other things. So that's why the English have always been really good. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Sorry, just there's a page. There's a there's a post to the last art thing today, right now. Yeah, Aidan O'Hara, a long time listener, has been um, posted up Radiohead in a tent in Dublin. Actually, nice apparently. Radiohead has just posted. They posted something up about yeah. Dublin today. <clears throat> From a gig in Dublin in a tent in October 2000. Well, I Weird. can't wait to watch that. Mm, I can only imagine how shite that is because every bit of footage I've ever seen right ahead live is being fucking disgraceful. Um, your face, I saw them live, they're incredible. Good, good. Incredible. Um, so, Martin Price, the main guy, he done a lot of remix work for David Bowie and Soundgarden and stuff like that. Uh, Gerald Simpson, I can't really find what the fuck he done. I think he might have opened the record shop or something like that. Gerald Simpson. Graham Massey. The other member of 808 State went on to be a member of Aqua. Actual Aqua. The Actual Danish Aqua. Pop band. Yeah, he was a member of Aqua. I'm going to search that now. That can't be true. It must yeah. be a later. No, it later is. He was in fucking Aqua. Um, but that's 808 State. The song is in your face. Uh, that mix of it is the Boycep remix, which is kind of the one most people know, to be honest with you. Um, as with most of those bands, there was a thousand fucking remixes and remix albums. Um, they done seven albums between 1988 and 2000. Seven fucking albums. Seven albums, yeah. Um, the first three, to be honest, which are the only ones that really matter. The, the yeah. kind of early ones. Um, I do like them. Uh, they're kind of outliers in that scene. Um, I always got them mixed up with Apollo 440. That was, yeah, that was way later, but yeah, Apollo 440 were pretty <laughs> sample driven. Yeah, I, when I think of Apollo 440, I just think of that fucking, uh, uh that, that was the spaceship, fucking, there's a Netflix TV show about the fucking robot, Robbie the robot, uh, the, the, the family Robinson. Uh, Lost in Space. Lost in Space. Lost in Space. They done the fucking the Mountain Friends that version. They done the theme song for that, and uh, mm-hmm. they had another great song. Was it Stop the Rock? Or was that that was Moby? Um, no, it's a uh, Can't Stop the Rock. Can't yeah, stop Gap the, the Rock. rock. Can't, can't stop, stop the, the rock. rock. They were like a shit version of uh, Fatboy Slim, uh, but not shit. But uh, <laughs> I know what you mean. Very yeah. similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, they're they're Apollo 440. They're Apollo 440. They're um, they're fucking 
fucking Swiss Family Robinson bullshit space what song was very good. Two and a half an hour, two and a half hours podcast. I don't know. Longest, I don't know. All I can tell you is I, I needed a piss about four hours ago. Well, I can tell you right now, stop holding in that piss because bad things happen. Uh, probably. Uh, we should wrap this up that we're done for this week. Yeah, that's our that's our podcast podcast. That's an actual like, podcast. First one we've done in ages. Presumably, we'll, actually, will this go out? Be, will this go on Monday? This is going to go out on Monday. So we'll have a we'll have a, a radio show before this. Uh, we will have a radio show before this. Yeah, that nobody. Uh, well, actually, everybody will have heard the radio show before they hear this, but we will not have heard the radio show before we hear this because we are here now. <laughs> done it yet. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> yeah uh, that's right. our we, we just our regular old style podcast yeah. is a different way and a good hour longer than our longest one we've ever done so uh, mostly because uh, the recording app doesn't tell you how long you've been recording for so it's just letting it go yeah uh, nobody we look and we, we hoosh ourselves on but we yeah whatever we what else are you doing we're not doing it listeners aren't doing anything fuck it um, if you like yeah exactly if you like our podcast do us a favour go to facebook.com forward slash lost art podcast share it tell your mates everybody, everybody's being really good about sharing it at the yeah, moment yeah they have to be fair um, they've been real good if you really like the podcast you should go to patreon.com forward slash lost art podcast and you give us money it's five dollars a month. Who knows what that's going? To, that could be half a bag of spuds in six weeks. Who knows what fucking five dollars is going to be? Um, six shekels and a halfpenny. Keeps, um, um, keeps our basically it pays our bills for doing it, this podcast. Cause it does. I swear to God, lads, I'm not going to lie to you. If that dries up, I am not putting my own money into this and put on the podcast. <laughs> up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's just um, but yeah, it's pay- it's paying for everything, and it's uh, we've also got uh, bills now for the radio show that people seem to be oh, enjoying. Oh yeah, um, fun, it's great, for, it's great crack. So what we're going to do is we're going to leave it at that, and we shall be back in a week's time, and uh, we'll see you on pretty much every Saturday. Will this thing is going on? I'm talking show, drinking cans, and playing music. And Monday you will get. Uh... Probably, hopefully you'll get a podcast every Monday. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think. But I think we're gonna have time to do it. Right, gang. Good night. Talk to you next week. Take it easy.